All right, getting ready to crank it up for Health, Freedom, and Healing Liberty this uh, couple hours on the Robert Scott Bell Show before heading out to Nashville, Tennessee for the big event with Drs. Terry and Stu Warner and many of our friends. Uh, Judy Mikovits will be there and so many others. I just, yeah, look, I'm going to be hard, hard, pre- hard pressed to have, there it is, Super Don, thank you. I'll be hard pressed to be present today, except that we've got Dr. Tal Brown back on the Robert Scott Bell Show. He'll keep me grounded and present in what we need to cover. And then we got a whole lot of other uh, discussion points uh, and news items to cover today, including the ending of the public health emergency. But it, apparently uh, it doesn't expire the e- emergency use authorization, which I said, without the uh, emergency, how do you have an EUA? Oh, that's interesting. We'll get into that. Uh, let's see. There's more places that are denying transplants to those that didn't get the jab. Um, oh, this is a beautiful one. The Fear and Death Administration announced that the vaccines do not have to prevent infection or transmission to still be, le- you know, legit. They're legit. They are they are what we say they are, but they don't do what we say they do. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, why was Tucker Carlson let go? Could it be the power of big pharma and the zombie school apocalypse? It already happened. It's still ongoing in some schools. We got reports on a little Montessori school. I like Montessori, but not this one. Um uh, raising zombie kids and we got a question of the day on stevia and more thank you for being here robertscottbell.com slash listen chat room is open we'll check it out there if you've got questions or comments submit them and tell your friends the place for health freedom and healing liberty starts right about now the robert scott Scott bell show The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, the Robert Scott Bell Show. Yeah, I got uh, one foot in the garden, one foot in the uh, studio, and one foot, wait a second, three feet. That doesn't make sense. I know I'm not an alien. All right, well, at least I don't think I am. Welcome back to the Robert Scott Bell Show, Wednesday, April 26th edition, live and happening, and Super Don making it sound so, so good. Uh, I'm just along for the ride, Super Don. By the way, happy Alien Day. Did you know that that's what today is? Well, that's what the the three legs are all about. It's uh, don't make any. But no, it's funny. I mean, you're you're cracking a joke, but you're actually, you're right on point. Because today is uh, officially Mm. Alien Day, as in the movie Alien. Oh, that day. Uh, because the, in the, the movie, in the movie, the planet that they're going to or they're whatever in the movie, it's yeah. called LV426. And so all the alien movie fans took that and translated that into 426. So that uh, makes today alien. But, but is it is it the year? Is it the right year? Did they predict that it would be? This no, year it has nothing to do with the year. Yeah. It has to do with the, the, the name, the number of the planet. And yeah. they just. So if anything like bursts out of your abdomen today, we'll understand why. You will, uh, yes. Yeah, that'd be gross. Actually, you know what's gross is the pictures that you sent me of your sliced off thumb, uh, and we've got to air that. How's it look today? Because I bet it looks great. Yeah, it's like we're going to show you what silver. Not gel much left does. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I spent three years of R and D on that silver gel combined with homeopathic silver, and Super Don utilized it without going to the ER, without getting stitched up. And we're going to show not, I don't know if I'm not planning today. Cause I don't want to upset anybody and gross them out. <laughs> I accidentally saw that first picture I sent you just yeah. this morning for Did some, some reason. I grossed myself out. It was pretty yeah, bad. Totally yeah. cool. I love yeah. it. If you're into the gross stuff, it's an alien alien popped out of his thumb. That's right. So, but yeah, if you can, 
put the sequence together of the recovery pictures too. I'll work in, on that. I'll the pull the, the pictures yeah. out of my phone. I want to show order. everybody how awesome yeah. that silver is, what silver can do in terms of accelerated regeneration and limited or limiting the scar tissue formation as well. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, I'm still working on my PowerPoint for my presentation in Nashville. That's always happening. I've learned that from Judy Mikovits. She's always trying to refine it up until the hour she's ready to give it. She's always researching to the next level, and uh, we'll have a fun time. Now, yesterday, we got some heavy homeopathic, uh, it, and that's an irony, of course. It's like heavy hydrogen. Uh, is that deuterium? No, never mind. I, I don't want to go there. But the heaviness was the intensity of the discussion on uh, homeoprophylaxis, the use of nozodes, uh, the discussion of uh, snake venom uh, peptides or sequences, genetic sequences associated with them. And how the remedies were, you know, causing a, a healing response. And it's kind of perfect timing because we got Dr. Tal Brown back on and we can talk about some of those things, maybe or maybe not from a homeopathic perspective. But I know you were completely droning out yesterday. Not that you had anything else to do, but not listen to the show. But it's not like I was taking a nap or something. I was working on stuff. But you see, this is this is part of my complex. Anytime I do homeopathy on the air. <laughs> I, I'm concerned yeah. people are just going to fall asleep. They're like, oh, I don't get it. I don't want to get it. It's too, I, I don't know. But then again, there's some of you out there go, come on, talk more homeopathy. So there are some homeopathy fans in this audience. Yeah, as well, there should be. Uh, but don't I be just, all insecure and stuff. It's all right. I just noticed, though, that it, it gets, it's, it's a bit esoteric when we get into the energetic, in, in, you know, it can be, sure. Realm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I don't mean it to be, but it's, it's hard not it's to okay. because it's not something that there's a, an anchor point grounded in any sense of Western reductionist mindset realities. And so it, it asks you to go well beyond it. And, you know, I don't feel bad about it. I just, I don't want to lose the audience either. <laughs> so I lose Super Don. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm boring Super Don. It's over. The show is over. We'll never recover. So. Anyway, thumbs you up. You did fine. Don't okay. worry about it. Thank okay. you. I need a little bit of a pat on the back now. I've lost confidence. Need to go play with some bubbles or. Yeah, do you have the bubble room? Need a coloring book. You know, have you yeah. have you established the bubble room? <laughs> like just I, you could press a button and bubbles come out in my studio. That's right. That, would awesome. that's right. that would be awesome. Hey, you know one thing that's annoyed me: the uh, uh, emergency use authorizations. Uh, of course, we know that the only basis for uh, release, if you will, by uh, FDA of a COVID injection that they wrongly call a vaccination uh, was if they, sh if they shut down any discussion and any concept of a reality and alternative so-called treatments uh, for what they call COVID or COVID uh, symptoms. And of course, the doctors that used zinc, vitamin C, uh, if they used uh, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, you know, Zevzelenko was succeeding, uh, many other docs were succeeding. Uh, I've utilized things that didn't require going to that realm. I've talked also about the herbal mectin, a, a beautiful uh, herbal complex that has worked as well or better in certain circumstances clinically than even the ivermectin. Ha but having said that, I'm not condemning anybody for succeeding in helping people. That's not my point. Uh, I just said, you know what? If they ever end the emergency, they would have to withdraw the, va the so-called vaccines because they're only on the market by emergency. So we know that the so-called pandemic emergency has been en ended. Biden apparently said it's over even before it was over. And well, it was really over, but he said it before he. It's died. so confusing because it was like, you know, they, they, uh, the, was it the house of representatives from like that? They pass this thing and said, mm -hmm. no, we need to end it now. He's like, okay, yeah. fine. It's over now. Yeah. But then it turns out that, well, that may have been over, but there's another one that still was in place until 
was it May the 11th or something? Right. Well, yes, it's layered uh, uh, emergency declarations. And this is the headline from the the defender. Uh, Michael uh, Neverdakis wrote this exclusive, exclusive public health emergency in U.S. set to expire May 11th. But EUA vaccines, liability shields aren't going away anytime soon. Mm -hmm. So even beyond May 11th. I, I think they're going to still be in place. Now, I think, Superdon, you had said or indicated you thought that would happen, not knowing the details. You just kind of had a sense about this. Well, that and and I seem to recall that when when Biden did the, OK, fine, you guys win, uh, it's over. <laughs> yeah. That we when we covered it then, we, we were reading something where it was like uh, emergency use authorization has nothing to do mm-hmm. with whether the president has declared a public health emergency or not. Right. That so. <laughs> it's actually something that's put in place by the Department of Human uh, Health, Health, and, Human Health yeah. and Human Services. Yeah. They get to be the ones to determine whether it's justified or not. And until they mm-hmm. say it's oh, no longer it. needed, yeah. it's going to be in place. And theirs never expires unless they expire it. Isn't that interesting? A state of emergency. That's a lot of power for without an agency, him. isn't it? Yeah. Well, it tells you how ineffectual the Constitution is in limiting government. The people have have absolutely gone, you know, well, lazy is an understatement over the course of 100 plus years. We read the, you know, the book about the authoritarians from Jonathan E. Moore. You realize from uh, the Civil War's end on forward, the progressive era sought to establish a government that no longer had separation of powers. And that granted the executive branch authority over the legislative and judiciary for the most part. And in many cases, a president even is not the all-powerful head of the executive branch. The uh, oligarchy is. And in this case, the Department of Health and Human Services and their public health division. And they say they have the capacity under certain emergencies signed, um, public health emergency, that never ends unless they say it is. Two emergency declarations issued under the Public Readiness and Emergency Preparedness Act, PREP Act, and the Emergency Use Authorization Provision of the FDA, Food, Drug, and uh, Cosmetic Act affect the administration of COVID-19 jabs and therapeutics and their accompanying liability shield. So the COVID-19 vaccines issued under EUA will continue to be administered even past May 11th. And I was like, okay, it's over. It should be over. As I said about the COVID uh, so-called tests, which are not COVID tests, PCR garbage, they're only uh, on the market via emergency use authorization, so they should end too. But according to this, they're never going to end as long as there's profit to be made. Pfizer's not going to let it in. Look, our country is basically under the control of globalists that profit very, very handsomely, so to speak, over a uh, uh, drug and vaccine sales, even if they're not actually vaccines. So here's the uh, quote from, uh, let's see, this Ray Flores, uh, Senior Counsel to Children's Health Defense. There go, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a gross misconception out there that only licensed vaccines will become available, that COVID-19 vaccine cases would be heard in the U.S. Court of Federal Claims under the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act of 1986, and that all public health measures and mandates will abruptly end. It doesn't matter if a biologic is approved or simply EUA only, whether approved or not, it is still covered by PrEP, and COVID-19 countermeasure protections are definitely not going away next month. So Mm -hmm. what's the point of even declaring an emergency if the Department of Health and Human Services can basically say it doesn't matter even if the president signs it and Congress overrides it. Where's the limiting power on government? Does it exist anymore? Are we fully in? You know, we talk about the January 6th event, the attempted overthrow of America, right? By a bunch of unarmed. uh, The attack on the Constitution. Right. 
what do we call this? I think that was in a different building, wasn't it? It was in the uh, the Capitol, the state yeah, Capitol. That's what I <laughs> but if you think about that proclamation or, or claim, uh, you're like, uh, this is absurd. The Constitution has been long since overthrown. And to claim that it is even in, in effect, this this shows you how not in effect it is. And so at this point, then you, you ask the question, well, what are we voting on if we're voting for a president? Well, remember, you don't vote for a president, and that's not a bad thing. The electors, if you will, under the Constitution do. But still, even under that system, what can a president do if we were in a, a permanent state of emergency? Some argue back to the end of the Civil War. I would argue at least since 1933, we've been operating under a continuing every two years renewed emergency, a bankruptcy, in fact, uh, because there was no longer uh, you know, an independent treasury. Although under Reagan, thanks to the work of Larry McDonald, who went down on KAL 007, if you remember that, uh, being shot down over the, the Sockland Islands, I think it was, and Ron Paul, during the Reagan administration, they said to Reagan, hey, you know what? You cannot be, we cannot be an independent nation without an independent treasury under the law of nations. They knew it. And yet Larry McDonald, you know, was was terminated along with everybody on that plane, partly because of what he knew and what he was having impact in, uh, you know, affecting the Reagan administration. And of course, George Herbert Walker Bush, the CIA stooge or or maybe uh, stooge wouldn't be the right word because in many ways he might have been a controller in this sense, uh, was the vice president placed in there just in case Reagan went awry. And then kept that in check. I'm going into some serious history here, just skimming the surface, just so you guys can be in, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully interested in learning more about how we ended up in such a disastrous situation. Where, if you think voting matters, at the same time, do I want to see Jonathan E. Mord in the United States Senate? Yes, he'll have a sphere of influence, impact because of his knowledge base and his integrity. Where he goes, where people of of faith go, God goes too. And it isn't that God can't be where people of faith aren't, but it's a conduit. The spirit flows through each of us, or it doesn't, based on our belief system and our behavior. And so we can in, interact and have profound impact beyond uh, even a so-called legalistic limitation because miracles happen. The miracle of life is, is alone enough, and then the miracle that we still have choice. But many people would like us to be defeated, Super Don, and say, hey, there's nothing you can do at all. Even though I say voting isn't the really be-all, end-all solution, if you still participate in it, I'm not going to disabuse you of that. Again, there are some good people running. At the same time, your energy is being utilized against you to enslave you by the support you give to an unconstitutional organization known as the United States of America Incorporated. Not the de jure United States, but that which has been uh, removed and replaced by a shadow of its former self. And that is operating under globalist construct. I know it's a lot to stomach today, but hey, we've got to be able to do it or else the alien will come out of that stomach <laughs> and that'll be the end. And I don't want that. Uh, so if you feel like you're possessed, um, let's see, Super Don, you have a, a toll free hotline that people can call <laughs> to get help. If you're possessed, um, what am yeah. I, the exorcist now? Well, I'll, I'll, you know, look, there's almost nothing you can't do. You're that good. Well, okay, fine. If you are, if you are feeling possessed, yes. Call us at 866-939-2355, 866-939-BILL, yeah, and, and uh, we'll see what we can do for you. Yeah. Super Don will help you out. I don't want to belabor this, this subject. It is an important subject, but I could go two hours and not run out of things to say on it. I will just say it's more evidence that we do not have a legitimate government at this moment in operation, that the Constitution is not in force, and uh, yeah, it's a problem. 
I think everybody knows it's a problem. The question is, even if Bobby Kennedy were to become president or even if Ron Paul were to become president, it doesn't end overnight. These are to say that they're institutionalized problems is an understatement. So what must we do? We must act as individuals connected to our source of power, our source of healing, our source of love, that which created us all. That is God, however you call it, however you perceive it, that is connecting to the source of all healing, all energy, all creation, and all transformation. And that is, again, your divinity. And with that, let's go to a subject that uh, may, may wind through this. Our friend, Dr. Tal Brown, is going to join me and many of our other friends with Dr. Rasha Bittar at the Advanced Medicine Conference in St. Louis, Missouri, over the Memorial Day weekend coming up here in 2023. Uh, let's see what's going on. Dr. Brown, welcome back to the Robert Scadbell Show. Thank you for having me. Um, I was listening to you back here in the virtual, uh, in the virtual green room, and uh, eating my virtual popcorn. And I was thinking, uh, you know, you are so you are so spot on about about um, everything you just said. And I think that it's it's interesting for me because I first of all I have been an alien. So let's just go there first. When you immigrate somewhere, and you immigrate yes. to the states, you you become an alien, and and for a while, you know, you have legal alien status. And then you become a resident alien, um, and then you become a citizen. But you go mm-hmm. through a process where you get alienated. And um, I think I think what's interesting about this term, and you mm-hmm. talk about you know letting the alien out of you. I think that part of what is being used against us currently is getting people to feel more and more alone and alienated. Yes. Um, the isolation is a very, very extreme form of torture. And what I'm finding from talking to a lot of people and from going through a lot of stuff at the moment myself is that as the squeeze gets put on everybody, um, partly what people are going to suddenly feel is more and more that they're in this by themselves, that there is mm-hmm. no there is that you know we have to we have to counter it with uh, counteract it with the spirit of of togetherness and the spirit of community because they will win um, by making you feel like you mm-hmm. can't rely on anybody. I mean, as we as we all know, um, there's strength in numbers. One of the, one of the best things that um, small small prey does, um, like fish, they yeah. create a big bait ball. And mm-hmm. then, you know, people, when, when I used to judge a bait ball, I used to think, well, that's, it's a decent strategy if you can be in the inside of the bait ball, right. then you know that your, your bodies are getting eaten, right? But that's You're not out. actually how a bait ball works. What a mm-hmm. bait ball is, is that when that community comes together, it no longer looks like food to the predator. Um, you know, to, to, let's say a big shark or a school mm-hmm. of barracuda or something. Now you have this big mass that's just floating on by like an orb or a sphere. And it's no longer recognizable um, to, to that creature as I food, mean, right? Yeah. So we should, we, we should make sure that we become unrecognizable. We're not food. Mm-hmm. We're not the prey. But part of the way that they're strategizing to do that is, is literally um, is alienate and make people feel um, alien. And people can tell whether they're feeling alienated if the world starts feeling more and more strange and they find it hard to connect to anything. Yeah. Um, I want to talk briefly about um, Tucker's uh, uh, and Don. Le- what's his name? Don. Don uh, yeah, Don. Is it Lemon or Lemon or? I call him Lemon, but Lemon. Uh, by the way, I, I think you know if you were an alien, you were definitely a conehead from France. 
That's what I, agree. <laughs> well, I, I uh, you mentioned the conference, and uh, yeah, it was up till like yesterday or something. The, the flash page was still showing um, the the wonderful uh, late uh, Doctor Zelenko, mm-hmm. um, who sometimes I call Zelensky by mistake, and mm-hmm. but Zelenko um, and I, uh, you know, the the block the block was a perfect match in terms of fitting me into this conference, and um, I think I, I'm pr- I proudly try and fill. Uh, Zelenko's role. I think he was on the conference a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, but you know, with 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 uh, with the firing of two big talking heads, there's so many theories going around in terms of why why they were both let go. But I think for me, um, and you'll hear some of this from me at the conference, I'm very much interested now in unpacking some of the techniques that are being used on us. And um, so there's a there's a technique you can always use. Um, against a schoolyard bully um and that's if somebody stands up to that bully and puts them in their place you know it it allows for a pathway for everybody to see that that person's vulnerable but the exploit is also work, works the other way around that if you take down people that are like like uh like tucker um yeah. you know Sends when, a message when, to other Tucker-like uh, uh, reporters, perhaps. Right, and, and everybody, because if, if that person can be vulnerable, if that person can just be taken down, if that person can be forced to leave, or if that person quits, um, there really is, the, the world starts falling apart for anybody else that thinks they can be a fighter, a freedom fighter. Um, that is a form of taking somebody's hero sure. down. Uh, if, if, if we're focused externally, I think like the Alec Guinness, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi scenario, strike me down, I will become more powerful. But again, it, this comes back to my, I always got to bring it back to the spiritual connection to the divine, our divinity. Yep. That is, we are more powerful than all the bait balls that the government and the and non-governmental globalists can throw at us. It's the illusion that frightens us. It's the fear that uh, emanates from us that causes them to know that they have power over us because we're afraid that, you know, it's kind of like the, what is the prey, uh, you know, emanates the, the energy of fear and the, you know, the, the, the predator knows that's, that's it, but you've got this combination of people coming together or seeing somebody who's not afraid, who strikes the bully on the nose and the bully runs away and cowers in fear. And so I see what, you know, they did to Tucker Tucker. I don't know. I don't know him. I've never met him. I've certainly observed and enjoyed many of his presentations and he really did take on the big bad pharma recently. That could be one of the most significant reasons why they had to get rid of him. Uh, but if he is of a spiritual bent, he'll come out of this stronger. He's got a great following. And if he stays in that integrity place, it could be a lesson as well to say we no longer need those bait balls of big media to be the providers of information, even though it was great while Tucker was there or my friend Carol Alt while she was at Fox News. We were getting great information out through her show until it ended because of, you know, a vaccine discussion, perhaps. Uh, so I'm just encouraged by it as well as I, I acknowledge your point that it sends a message. Don't do what Tucker did. So anybody inside Fox now will go, Ooh, I'm not going to do what Tucker did. Yeah, and and for the rest of us, I mean, I think that anybody um, who's 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 taken is tried their best to take on a stand, uh, and even somebody at this stage that thinks, um, you know, oh, you know, I was, uh, I was 
forced and uh, there was coercion into me taking a, um, uh, a an experimental drug and and it's now it's harmed me or it's harmed my family and and maybe they had thoughts that they would speak up next time or maybe there's something you know whether it's the 15 minute cities or whatever it is but when you take down somebody who is is expressing first amendment rights and when you basically show that that can be made null and void um, that that ultimately it's just it's a symbolic gesture but to, to your point and I think it's a great reminder even for me to hear, um, you know, I'll, I'll acknowledge you and thank and thank you as a coach today. In terms of, we we all need those spiritual reminders um, because when you're weathering the storm, you know that's not when you're doing the spiritual work. You do the you do the spiritual work beforehand. The last thing you're going to be trying to think about is connecting to your spirituality in the crisis, like any other form of training, like yeah. any other preparedness. You have to do it, um, and not that you can't do it in in the moment, but it's 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 better done and it's better to build up that strength. Beforehand. If you're practiced, you know, you have muscle memory. And I talk sure. about this in terms of spiritual muscle memory, where you you are relying on the divine always, not just when you have to, right? The foxhole scenario. Uh, sure. and and you know, the isolation as you talked about, and that's a very good point. One of the you know, hor- harshest forms of torture uh can be also the most extraordinary times of uh enlightenment for those some have gone through that and reconnected to the divine because there was no other stimuli sure. and then yeah, yeah. they come out completely transformed. Now that's not me arguing for let's all go into the torture chamber and come out that way. But it is a reality that the choice is ours to recognize our connection to the divine at any moment. And of course, at the harshest moments where you have nothing else and nothing left could be maybe the easiest times to get there. I think it's much harder when all is going well, when all of your needs are being met and you have the perception nobody's against you, you know? It's like, hey, why do I need God then, right? But I think the reality is recognizing it that at that point is pretty profound. And if I was, uh, and I don't pretend to be God in any way, shape, or form, but if I was, I'd be going, hey, that's pretty good. That person decided to do it when all was going right. You know, as opposed to only when things went went wrong. Absolutely, and and you, I mean, I think you're speaking to the fact that it's it's really important to have awareness about about what it is that's brought you into a situation, and that ultimately the times that we feel the most empowered or we feel strong in our battle is that when we have the sense that we've made that choice. Um, you know, you can be incarcerated for 26 years if you're Nelson Mandela and not feel that you're a victim because every single point along the way he's making conscious choices, and therefore he's not in incarcerated, what he's done is he's put himself in a position of power to make change, right? So he's not the victim all the way through the story. However, people are victimized. I'm never somebody that doesn't say that somebody can't be a victim, but it's taking a sense of control. It's being aware of what's being done to you. I'll give yeah. you a couple more examples and you'll, uh, like sure. I said, some of this I'll bring up at the conference. So yeah. I'm very interested in in, in how um, media and government uses um, programming that's very, very subtle but powerful. So, for example, the Chinese balloons that floated across our sky for a solid week, what the public was maybe not paying attention to was that for a solid week, there was a broadcast that the DOD wouldn't hurt you. That was the whole that, in my opinion, that was the whole point of the story of the balloons, because what was what was said over and over is, oh, the president wants to shoot down the balloons. But the DOD won't do it in case it hurts somebody. What's the the message there? What's the message there? The DOD won't hurt you. The DOD won't hurt you. The DOD won't hurt you. Repeat after me. The DOD won't hurt you. While people are starting to acknowledge that the entire countermeasure called the vaccine was the DOD hurting them. Yeah, right. So they just spend a week 
completely getting the media to do a public broadcast that's just mm-hmm. sub it's subliminal it's subliminal information and then you have to think to yourself well you you it, nothing has power of you if you're aware about what is being done to you because it becomes laughable it's yeah. like you know, I turn on the car and I hear another Pfizer ad during their whole blitzstorm um, um, of getting, you know, you walk into a pharmacy, you walk into a grocery store, you're just being blasted by this propaganda. Well, if you don't know that that's propaganda, right, then you're going to fall for it, right? But if you know it is, like if you walked into a, if you walked into a store where it smelled like cookies, right, there would be a different response if you know that that's a candle that's making the store smell like cookies, you, you, there's literally a difference in knowing what the trick is. And mm-hmm. so what I'm, what I'm starting to do is just um, un, unveil some of these, uh, these tricks. So the, the, Tucker, the Tucker and Don trick is really another form of basically, it's a gag order. Um, it is really another fo- fear, uh, form of fear porn. It's really another form of, I can't stand this um, world that we live in where basically these settlements, um, once there's a settlement reached, um, and something doesn't go to court, um, nobody actually gets to know the truth. I mean, our court systems, in part, are built to protect the republic by having information go public. And so part of, of I think, what, 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 what Tucker's story represents, and, and I think at this stage nobody knows exactly what went down except for the parties involved, I think what it represents is another um, distraction of, of how we can scramble now to work out what happened and that whether uh, it, it involved election fraud and whether it involved the settlement. But partly what it is, is a distraction from knowing that the same companies that sued themselves, uh, you know, we just owned by a, a tiny, a small amount of companies that own everything. And so the distraction there is not to actually look at the fact that when companies on that scale sue and win, they're just moving money. Yeah. You know, nobody's winning and losing because it's the same entity. Um, and you know, I just went through this now in terms of the fact that my um, I have two products on the market, Copperine and Anacardic. And today I'm scrambling um, to make sure that those go back online because Square, which is a huge payment pl- uh, processing platform, right. deactivated my account for selling supplements and mm-hmm. I got to move it. Well, if you have a look at who started Square, it was started by Jack Dorsey, who was involved in Twitter. Um, and then it gets bought out. It gets bought out by another company who's owned by BlackRock and Vanguard. And so ultimately, it just keeps coming back to partly yeah. what people must be aware of is as we describe things or as we describe the ownership of things, mm-hmm. I think the illusion is not, not knowing that it's all coming from the same place. And it becomes easier, in my opinion, to cope with once you can isolate predators and know you're not dealing with a thousand. A thousand predators are pretty hard to take down. The same thing is a thousand shitty companies are pretty hard to, to take down. But when you start looking at these giants, it, it, giants are easier to break, take down when you see that there's only a few of them. Sure. And our vulnerability Tao, is that we look to or seek justice through making them do the right thing yeah. as opposed to doing the right thing, which right. is to decentralize, reduce our reliability on those entities that are deceptive by definition for their own profit and gain, not to the benefit of all of us in a free market. We talk about a capitalistic system that has become capitalistic and crony, but in a free market for ideas and innovation 
and an ability to, in freedom, choose the things we think are better for us, even if others disagree with it. And in a sense, like what you're talking about, the, the reliance on the international banking system and consortiums going digital is at the moment they figure that you're doing something that could reduce their power. You could say profit too, but their power, uh, then they can easily flip the switch and you're done. Uh, my uh, One of my friends I saw recently, uh, Miriam Hanane, uh, who's uh, done a lot of great work and she did the Honey Colony. She has the Honey Colony. She did a, a Vanishing of the Bees documentary. And she's a you know very outspoken in, uh, reporter uh, and journalist, and they just shut her out of her account at, at Wells Fargo because they know who she is. They know what she's doing. Unless you go in in subterfuge and operate there where they don't know who or what you're doing, uh, they're going to target you and shut you down. That is clear. So the yep. question is, can we develop alternate systems or systems that don't rely upon that decentralized systems? You know, I talk about the you know economic inter interface on a local level with gold backs as one option, you know, that has gold in the actual note itself, as opposed to having it on in storage. In theory, we've, we've seen how bankers find out nobody's coming to get their storage. So they end up fractional reserving it and just loaning out more than they have until there's a bank run. Right. Uh, you know, I have a friend of mine who told me, uh, he, you know, he has a, a business and farming and things. And he went to, uh, withdraw $35,000 from his bank account for a business exchange for equipment or some kind farm equipment. And they read him the riot act at the bank. What is it for? I mean, it's like, let's, let's bend over. Let's give you a proctological exam before we even, and then they said, well, we don't have that kind of money here. A bank, you can't even pull out 35,000 from a bank that has many thousands of people that have what their money in it. What does that tell you about just one bank, not having that kind of money <laughs> come back in two weeks. We'll see if we can get the rest of it for you. Uh, so yeah, we're teetering on the edge of that reality. And then do we go back and say, Hey, we can do it better. Let's centralize it with more oversight. Can we get more oversight? No, the oversight is ruled by those that benefit and profit. Again, it's the capturing of these centralized bureaucracies. Uh, will we learn Tao? I don't know. Some of us are. The question is, do we then act and behave differently and reduce the power structure by reducing the power they, they pull from us? voluntarily, even though some of us claim, well, it wasn't voluntarily. They made me do it. You know, I don't think we learn. I think partly, I think the, the thing that we haven't learned the most is that there is no power over us, like I said earlier, in terms of strength of numbers. Mm -hmm. But what I'm finding, and the cynical side to me, you know, um, forgive a level of pessimism that I'm going through right now, which is that I think that there's some, some really, really brave people, you included, um, that carry a heavy, a heavy burden uh, for society in terms of being the freedom, uh, you know, talking freedom, um, reminding people of how important freedom is, providing solutions for freedom. I mean, your, your show starts with talking about a, a, a silver gel that has, you know, healing properties. Um, people don't know what it takes to bring out things to market. They don't know uh, the research and R&D. And then, you know, it's, 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 it's even uh, more excruciating to watch now because um, you think about things like that there should be um, you know, public praise for innovation, mm. yeah. right? But there isn't anymore. I mean, the world is when you create fear, um, anything unique and um, somebody bringing something to market, when people are dragging stuff around and someone arrives with a wheel, Mm -hmm. If you if you've created a culture where where novel becomes scary, I mean they've tied in the word novel. It's a novel coronavirus, for right. example, right? You have and a then novel idea, out, yeah. And then yeah. they brought out a novel product that's hurt people. So the whole thing now is that the more fear there is, anything mm -hmm. that is out of the ordinary, and this is what they'll they'll start, you know 
um, creating perversity with the techniques that I've been teaching um, for law enforcement for years is mm. this idea of how to spot an anomaly and an, an, <laughs> my least favorite word, something odd, something unusual. <laughs> Certain no. words always tie me up. Mm. Um, so when you, when you, when you, when you basically, um, when you, when you, take any anything that has a positive attribute to it and then you you exploit that as a vulnerability it becomes very unsafe for people so what they're going to do now next is this whole feeling of misinformation or this whole feeling of of innovation they're going to start asking is questions like is it safe is this person safe is this person's ideas safe why have you got to swim the other way upstream you know um, that's dangerous for society this is partly why you know i said in terms of ousting people that represent leaders it doesn't matter who they are they're just tokens right so yeah. part of what you're saying about creating um alternatives and and um and what our monetary system looks like i think the the the, the my message for people at the moment is long term um and, and and very important for people that have children um because i think ultimately this is what it becomes about like it's easier to give up mm-hmm. if you're an adult but if you've got if you take your responsibility um personally that you brought a child into the world um then you then then i think there's a different level of responsibility to find these solutions and the side that i want people to hear loud and clear at the moment is we cannot win this war alone this is not something um, – I don't care how powerful somebody is um, in terms of their, their spiritual connection. That spirituality should be bringing them back to a place of oneness. It should no. be bringing them to a, pl- a place where they can connect uh, to, to a, a, a higher source, and therefore they should connect to others. Mm-hmm. The, idea of, the idea of David using a slingshot against Goliath I want to know who funded David. I want to know where the slingshot came from. I want to know who fed and clothed him that day Mm -hmm. because David didn't do it alone. And that Mm -hmm. is the part that people need to hear. They need to start supporting those that are fighting for their freedom Mm -hmm. a lot more than they're doing now. This is nice. Yeah. This doesn't pay the bills. Well, (laughs) another thing that brings up to brings to mind while, while you're talking about this is, you know, if you, if you achieve levels of enlightenment, you you tend to be less interested in participating in such a corrupt system and reforming it, just withdrawing from it and out creating it. In other words, creating a, a you know a heaven on earth or whatever your perception or perspective is on it. Again, the value system changes as you innovate. Is it to innovate within the system that is value less or values that which isn't truly of intrinsic value but of artifice? You know, an external materialistic reductionist view of what's valuable. And so part of the problem of all these innovations, it's like, how then can we apply that to the same system that has been so depleting of the spirit as opposed to uplifting? And again, I love having these conversations because they get me thinking, get my wheels turning and and get me excited about how to get people beyond just thinking of how am I going to correct this? And, you know, I, I look at, again, good people that are principled people, people of faith that are attempting to go into elected office to make shifts and changes. I'm not deluded to think they can change it all just because one per, but again, we all have a sphere of influence within our interface of, you know, our friends or family members, church, whatever it is that we interact with. And in that we can affect change, not necessarily because we're beating change into people, but by being a living example, by inspiring people. And so I don't mean to never go in for those of you that have that call to serve in that way. Because I believe God can work through us in any place, including sometimes those places, doesn't mean that I'm interested in going in those places. Uh, and uh, and we each have a way to affect these things that we perceive to be making life better. Now, what what I perceive it to be would be a different 
perception from somebody else. Perhaps that's why I don't want to beat that in, beat them into submission because I think mine's better. I don't think in that term, I think freedom is better. I do have that bias. Freedom is my default setting, <laughs> but beyond that, I mean, what happens in freedom? A whole lot of things happen in freedom. Some of it's messy, but right now the argument is that freedom is messier than the system that we have of control and power and, you know, and, and, and imprisoning the mind, the body and the spirit, which is much more devastating than the risk of being free. Absolutely. And, and, and bringing full circle to what you're saying, um, the, the freedom to ask questions uh, and, and, and the entire, the entire um, freedom for discovery, the freedom, you know, truth starts with a question. And then, and then basically, if you can answer that question uh, in, in, in simple ways, there's such beauty in simplicity um, and there's such beauty in seeing pattern. But if you don't have freedom to even begin the question, and if you don't have anyone that you can bring the question to, and if you have people that refuse to answer the questions, of course, this is the quickest way to lose your freedom. I think people also forget that our representatives representatives of just that. Um, you basically have somebody that you are, um, that you've chosen to represent you somewhere. Um, but they not necessarily there to do it their way. Um, they, they should always be checking back. They should always be checking back with their public. They should always be checking back if they truly, um, are still representing the people that put them, um, in, into power. They, you know, in some way, um, it, it gets it gets distorted when we think about um, a token on a board. You know, this is where people say the map is not the terrain, right? Mm -hmm. the, the token on the board that gets elected to go and sign documents on our behalf should never suddenly have a feeling that they are the ones with the power. No, the people that elected them to be the token should always remain uh, uh, to be the power. There's other things that I think that, that um, somebody um, – uh, can be confused about in terms of, um, you know, we, we, earlier in the show, you were saying, you know, the deep history. I think that that part of what's going to become crucial is that we talk about we talk about the Constitution and we talk about the way that the, the country is set up. Um, but I think what I'm interested in now is learning about the exceptions to the rule. So you mentioned the emergency um, authorizations of yeah. a vaccine, right? But the big trick here, and Sasha Ladapova um, was really the person that articulated this the best to the public is that ultimately there was only two human beings in the, and I can't speak to the rest of the world because they have their own methods and their own systems, but they, they often will take the lead from us. There was actually only two human beings in the entire world that needed to give approval to any, any countermeasure for a warlike situation. And, and that is the secretary of human, uh, of, uh, of, services. Of, of, yeah, health and human services, um, uh, and, and, and the president, who is the commander of chief. And the reason that those are the two people that are making that decision for a war strategy is that the commander of chief is the ultimate uh, um, say over all our armed forces. When people think about the president, they often don't think about, you know, that ultimately a president, part of what they're doing is that they are in charge of generals and the generals are then in charge of um, each yeah, of their control. But remember, Dr. Brown, uh, in my reading of the Constitution, that is only activated under a declaration of war. Of course, we have these semi declarations. They're not real declarations, but. Uh, under emergencies. That's where we have the, the combining of all three branches of government into one, no separation of powers. 
And that's why the People's House, the House of Representatives, was vested with the ability to declare war and no other branch could do that. But we've abandoned that since World War II. There's never been a House of Representatives declaration of war. It's been authorization to use force, various police actions under UN authority. And, and to your point, though, uh, because we're operating under a war emergency undeclared officially by the Constitution, by that way, there is that instigation like you're describing, where the executive branch then leads the generals, turns it over to the DOD, the HHS operating there, the Surgeon General wearing a general's uniform, even though they're not in the military technically. Again, this is a power structure, command structure that operates when you are engaged in warfare. Right. And it's all theater because at the end of the day, all of those structures are supposed to be, they're supposed to be lead up with things that are much smaller, get tested through the court systems. And they use, I mean, that, that old expression of don't let a crisis go to waste, um, you know, who I think Rahm Emanuel made famous, but ultimately, you know, history has always had uh, people that will realize that there's always, I mean, even the Chinese uh, uh, kanji uh, for crisis is the same kanji for opportunity. There is, there is all always an opportunity in a crisis and partly what they do here in terms of as it relates to freedoms and, and the constitution is they test how far the public will let something go so the boston Bar uh, boston uh, marathon bombings for example three people died three people lost their lives Tra a complete tragedy i think it was 270 something uh, people got injured obviously monstrous and a complete tragedy but what was what was the test what did they use during that time to test is that they shut down the city of boston they put it under quarantine under lockdown mm -hmm. and they also did something that violates constitutional law they allowed themselves in a public emergency to go and search houses without warrants and seizure with no right? warrant exactly and yeah. so there's your there's your test cases where they do where they use something that's taken place now there are those people that would go and take it even farther further and say well these are, are CIA operations these are these are CIA and, and FBI operations that go out and cause crisis I've never been one of those people because I personally um, have never seen enough direct evidence not to say that it couldn't be true I mean certainly Jay Six, for example, is an, is the world's largest entrapment case. But we look the other way when it comes to these government agencies in terms of how they violate rights, and they do it on behalf of those mm -hmm. that want to see later on how yeah. far this could be pushed. If Boston would have absolutely refused to shut down because there was a terrorist act, and because somebody was saying, "No, you you can't leave your house until we tell you to," if yeah. people would have said, "No, well, that's not that's not happening." Yeah. I got places to go. I got I got things to do. And and yes, in that case, it was it was um, a shorter version of time. But when they said it for two weeks, when they said they were going to quarantine people, and they said you can't go to the beach, or you have to, you can only just take your dog outside to the pole and bring them back in. What they ultimately did to us is another gigantic test to mm -hmm. see how far the public will, will, will take. And, and ultimately, the sad part about it, and this is where psychology comes back into play, is that in a sense, every time that they succeed in that, what they're doing is they're creating a bigger, bigger sense of learned helplessness.
This is what Martin Seligman's work did, um, where he basically studied, studied depression and anxiety by shocking dogs in cages. And if the dogs had a place to go of safety, and they and they wouldn't get uh, they they basically knew that the shock was coming on or that the, there was a, a light shock and they moved themselves. They could actually um, stay at a level of functioning where you couldn't read symptoms of depression and anxiety because they still had a sense of control. But when you don't have a sense of control, you mm -hmm. go into learned helplessness yeah. and you go into just giving up. And ultimately, that becomes a death spiral. That oxidative stress, as you know, um, will ultimately kill you. Yeah, to have yeah. no power of your, over your circumstances is the deadliest form of disease. To have, to, you know, we even know this with pain management. You yeah. give somebody the button, the, the, they, they, they land up needing less pain meds. Um, because they're monitoring their own level of play, uh, control, right? So yeah. what, what they're, alter, they're ultimately doing through all of these tactics, um, mm -hmm. this, in a sense, is that they are the conquest comes from reducing more and more control of your own set of circumstances. And most people will just give up. Right. Uh, Dr. Tabron, this is why I love the conversations we have. And I can't wait to see you at the Advanced Medicine Conference coming up Memorial Day weekend in St. Louis, Missouri. I hope you all will join us, advancedmedicineconference.com. Uh, Dr. Batard's given us a discount code of RSB, so you'll save some money on tickets. Uh, please utilize that, and, and we'll see you there. And, and Dr. Brown, this learned helplessness, that's why this conversation is so important, because we're talking, some to some degree, demystifying the machine, the the Goliath, right? That idea of, of uh, it's so big and bad, it's un unslayable, if you will. And so people then give up. Now, uh, I, I'm also not saying engage in a headlong attack which would be suicide, you know, with people that have nuclear weapons and you have a pea shooter. Uh, but the idea, of course, is what if they threw a war and no one showed up? It's an interesting spiritual concept of the energy that you decide to utilize on behalf of your freedom. Is a direct assault the, the wisest way to go? Or is it to withdraw energy and support and starve the beast? Or in the case of cancer, stop feeding the cancer and watch the cancer go away and the body restores integrity, again, through fasting. And in a sense, the spiritual fast, the physical fast, the mental, emotional fast. And then we talked about the strengthening of the relationship with the divine, practicing the muscle memory of your relationship with that which gives you life itself, which is more powerful than any illusion Fauci or uh, Klaus Schwab or any of those people can uh, elicit. But as long as you are not connected to source, you are vulnerable to be deceived in such a way that you then learn that helplessness that we're talking about here. Yeah, I, and I think part of it is is exactly that. There's so much power in exposing it. You think about how important it is to read a bluff, right? Like uh, you know, winning winning a poke, uh, winning at poker um, often requires somebody to be able to um, you know keep a poker face. But you know, if you knew. If you knew that the person was bluffing, it changes the outcome. So I think part of part of uh, uh, some form of um, civil disobedience that's very safe and nonviolent is call people out on their bluff. Yeah. You know, basically, when something becomes laughable, when somebody understands the machinery that's being used, when when you can poke through the veil, you know, um, it's very important. And there's a there's an extra special. Uh, uh, part of the awareness that people need. So mm -hmm. what, what, what these predators will often do is they'll use some of the earliest uh, um, childhood studies that were done, which would never fly in today's, um, in today's world. It would, it, 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 would, it would be seen as too cruel to do to children. But um, there were studies done, for example, where somebody would um, try and elicit fear responses, try and understand how powerful fear is and how memory plays into that. And part of what you learn is that if somebody puts a mask on, 
a child will cope with a mask pretty quickly in terms of you put the mask on and you peel the mask away and the child will see that as a game. What freaks children out is if the mask is pulled off and there's another mask underneath because mm -hmm. they're expecting something. And when it's not there, yeah. now you get into what we're all going through and what I want to remind adults because this is um, you know, very important, crucial for adults to realize that they are um, ultimately still vulnerable, uh, just like children are, to not knowing what's behind the mask, to realize that there'll be There'll be a stage that, that most people will go through now, especially those that have been gaslit through this, um, this pandemic, is that part of their goal is to get people not to trust anything, which takes us full circle into what you said earlier, in the greatest strength would be trust oneself. Yeah. Know oneself. There's huge value in a spiritual way of knowing how you're going to react to a situation, what, where your thresholds are. You know, um, have you been tested in terms of um, what is your power to say no? Mm -hmm. How far would you, you know, you, you take your own level of safety before you would say and, no? So yes. it becomes a very, very powerful spiritual tool. But knowing that that's going to happen to people knowing that they, they in, in a sense, are going to have the ground pulled from under them and they're not going to know where to stand anymore mm -hmm. is going to be crucial because that's ultimately the chaos that's coming next. Can you self-stress test? That is, when you're in a system, you stress the system to see where its weaknesses are. If you do that, and this is how I say it, look in the mirror and be honest with what you're afraid of. Find out what you fear and go towards that fear and, and dissolve it. See it for the illusion that it is because if it's not an illusion yet to you, it will be exploited as COVID exploited the, 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 you know, the, the false fear of germs, right. Becomes very real when they have uh, uh, in, engendered this belief in the invisible coming up to kill us randomly or whatever, or even in a gain of function sort of scenario. And then we then rely upon what false authority to protect us, which is really the actual germ that legitimately should be feared. If you let it out, if you allow it to uh, run unfettered, you know, unlimited by any law or anybody. Uh, so if I look at the awakening a child had in the old fable or tale, the emperor's new clothes, you realize the emperor is but naked and ugly as sin. And then you can laugh at that. But if you have a belief that the illusion is real, then it becomes real. Even as an adult, it's not just a childlike fairy tale. And that's the point of coming together, which is a big point that you brought up, Dr. Brown, and coming together this past weekend at the Be Healthy Utah event. I was blown away with the moment it opened on Friday through the ending on Saturday, just slam packed, consistent people coming out like, where have all these people been? Well, they finally got the, the loosening after COVID and said, I've got to get together with people and see that we can overcome fear by coming together. And this is why I'm encouraging everybody, if any of these events are anywhere near you, or if you feel so moved to, to be there, do not let any of the I can't statements curtail your ability to be there because they're programming from somewhere else. If you need to be there, there's nothing that God won't do to help you be there. Don't be the obstacle. Get rid of the I can't and say, I don't know how, God, maybe you can help me see how, but I am not going to be the obstacle. I'm not going to be the one to say I can't because, it, you know, in God, anything is possible. So join us at the uh, Advanced Medicine Conference. Join us this weekend at the Nashville event. And, uh, you know, that's just coming up Friday, well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to be there in, Na in Nashville, Tennessee uh, for the American Health and Freedom Summit and Expo. Thanks to Drs. Terry and Stu Warner, 
Uh, so many of my friends are going to be there, and I hope you'll all be there as well. And we'll have, again, an empowering connection that helps us to see that we aren't the weaklings. We aren't the victims, even though we have been victimized, but we participate in it unknowingly because we're programmed to believe we have to, we must. And if something is told to you as an adult that you have to do something, you might be questioning that. That which especially they say you cannot question is the very thing you need to be questioning. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. That's very, very powerful. Uh, I, I grew up in, in apartheid South Africa, and uh, I think that, that what encouraged me um, uh, through each obstacle in my life is, um, is to see that you have to practice what you talked about, you know, these moments of stressing, you know, mm -hmm. looking in the mirror, you know, it, it, I didn't, I don't, I don't fault or, um, or find, um, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to judge somebody that's never had an opportunity to have to stand up for themselves before and suddenly think, well, they would, you know, they, they ought to have stood up during this pandemic. It needs to be practiced. So if they missed it on this first time round, right. Yeah. Um, you know, then, then practice it, practice it sometime this week. And it and it's and it's sort of like what people need to learn in terms of like there's a polite way to send back your food in a restaurant, and then there's the way where you're just you're not you're not a cool human being if yeah. you've realized that there's a mistake being made. But mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that wouldn't even feel like it's a it's an op an option for them mm -hmm. um, to 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 know that there was a mistake made or their steak wasn't cooked the right way. And so people should find small ways every day to mm -hmm. exercise being empowered. You yeah. know, and, and even, and even, uh, when somebody honks at you and you don't lose your temper at a traffic light, oh, that's yeah. being empowered. You, you right. choose it. You're choosing just a, a, a minute stage of controlling or controlling your emotion. And yeah. then, and then, and then later on for bigger things, uh, it becomes easier. And, and here's the paradox of, um, of you and I talking about the, the conferences as much as I absolutely love the fact that here we are, we connecting through a digital space and audiences listening to us. It's still so powerful to be in person with people, yes. Yes. and yes. and I think that's also part of um, recovering from this pandemic. In terms of the, there is such relief when people see each other now, uh, when they haven't seen each other in three years. Regaining you know? connection, yeah, and Absolutely. and being in the same time and space as somebody is so crucial. And, and through each other, we can see and touch the very heart of God. And I mean that because we are all created in God's image. And I don't mean that in terms of our physicality necessarily. But even if you look at somebody in the eyes, the windows to the soul, you begin to see that connectivity is deeper than just a physical interaction when we come together physically in an environment like that. There's a spiritual energy that strengthens coming together. And that strength is something that lasts. You remember the experience. Maybe it dissipates over time and you come together again. But what was their number one goal during COVID? Divide us, isolate us, keep us in our homes. Do not interact with people because if you breathe on them, they will die. If they breathe on you, you will die. The, the furiest fear porn you had ever, ever witnessed in, in this lifetime anyway, pretty extraordinary what they achieved. But at the same time, uh, the side benefit has been it's opened people's eyes and they are now open to experience as I've witnessed just this past weekend, what I anticipate with these other events, the turnout should be bigger than ever. 
Well, I, I uh, wish I, could, I was going down to Nashville, but I will see you um, uh, at, at the Advanced uh, Medicine Conference. I want to, uh, I want to end on my side with, with yeah. something you uh, reminded me of that, I, that is an important point during this, this time of reflecting on um, wh- where the truth lies and, and, and how we should, be, um, we should surround ourselves with people that, um, that, are, uh, that have overcome their arrogance um, to, to even show their own uh, shortcomings. So you mentioned gardening earlier mm-hmm. and you mentioned, you know, um, uh, being out there. Um, uh, it, I worked on farms while doing my, um, my, my doctorate and I was all over the country. Um, I, I did a, um, the, the thought of having to be trapped in a library for a couple of years was so disturbing to me that I took it to the extreme and I bought myself a motorcycle with a sidecar, um, a Russian made bike called the Ural. And I packed up a bag that went in the sidecar and there was a passenger in there and I hit the land to go and see America, which is very important to me as somebody that chose to be here, somebody that went through a process to become a citizen. I actually wanted to see the land. I wanted to see when people talk about the Midwest, mm-hmm. what is the Midwest and, and, and why? is it mid you know why is it not mid east (laughs) because because they were traveling west right um and so the this it's very interesting when you when you when you get to meet people from all over the country um but i this the story i wanted to to wrap up with was um that i i met somebody who was a a guy that was uh from um the german side of italy and um uh, no the german side of switzerland um and um and and he was an architect and he landed up joining me on this farm in Montana and one of the projects we're working on is um, putting up hoop houses and so we grabbed all the tools that we needed and uh, we were out there with uh, Laurie and Billy and we're going to put up and, and some other people that came to volunteer and we're going to put up this hoop house and um, you know somebody hands over this tool to this guy uh, to start working and he looks at these people and he says I, I don't know how to use this I've never built anything. And they said, but you're an architect. And there was this moment where if it wasn't, a, first of all, the fact that he, that he was willing to go there and the fact that he was willing to come and try something and learn something on a farm says mm-hmm. a lot about him. But the fact that he was also able to laugh at the absurdity that an architect had never built anything. Yes. Right. So we're, we're living in a time right now where partly what I'm getting a chuckle off uh, over and where I'm you know, trying to not become arrogant. I'm trying to find the playfulness in here's this guy with a doctorate in education that has been and who works in counterterrorism that has been at least a, he- a year ahead of virologists, of epidemiologists, of all of these people that end their names with IST. Right. Yeah. And and it takes us to this point that that ultimately what we can trust is 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 knowledge, mm-hmm. and we can trust in somebody explaining how they get to a point of knowledge more than you can trust credentials. Yes, it becomes yes. very very important. And so when this guy said, "I've never built anything," mm-hmm. well, that's the first opportunity he had to yeah. start building. And if we want a new, if we want to build a new world altogether, mm-hmm. what we've got to do is we've got to be honest with each other in terms of what we've built before what our skill set really is, what we prepared to learn, and that ultimately we have to have a good laugh at ourselves. Yes, exactly. At some of these big questions that we've all got, like what is our financial system going to look like? Mm-hmm. If we don't want to be trapped inside some sort of um, cryptocurrency that can be turned off, and then, what, well, what would that even look like? And if it's not gold-backed anymore, we mm-hmm. have to be able to laugh at, at how smart we are and how certain things are going to creep through where we actually don't have answers. Yeah. 
But when we don't have an answer, that's a really good time uh, for yeah. innovation. I have, I have super Don to keep me from being too arrogant. Uh, you know, <laughs> as, as I look at all the things that I've been right about and all the PhDs and MDs have been wrong about, you know, for almost 30 years now, I'm like, you know, I looked at these institutions and what they were teaching and I realized how wrong they were. And I didn't know initially, but at a certain point I realized it and, and dug deep in a library, not approved uh, by them. And I said, man, these people are morons. And of course that could be considered offensive, but I, yeah. I hopefully they get, they take it with the jest that I mean it too, because I know that they're human beings having these experiences just like all of us. And we have to be willing, as I said, to laugh, laugh at ourselves, as you said as well, uh, to find out all the goofy things I don't know and the things that make me just as moronic as anybody. Uh, and uh, I think that helps me get through it and maybe helps Super Don put up with me. What do you think, Super D? What? What? Oh, <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Keeping me yeah. grounded, he does. <laughs> what, what an awesome hour with Dr. Tal Brown, Super D, and we didn't even discuss the subject on his website. <laughs> We we don't have to discuss anything. What what I also want to make note of is next no. time I'm on here, I'm going to send no. you an updated picture because what I what I noticed is um you know pandemic has brought out all kinds of things in people, and I've worked I've been literally working nonstop for three years with mm -hmm. uh, far little uh, sleep, and I do not look like that um, that old picture that yes. you used to to advertise today. And it's important that we also acknowledge where we are physically, the wears mm -hmm. and tears. Uh, you know the changes that we're all that we're all experiencing. Um, I, I I need a super don to ground me, and I also need um, somebody to hold me accountable to time because I I I I I, t I tend to be lost in time and space, and that's my cue to say I have to I have to I have to move on. Um, but I will say this: um, I want to really acknowledge and thank you. Uh, for having a guy like me on the show, because lately what I've been realizing is that we are anybody with an important thing that somebody needs to hear, um, and no one knows what that important thing is. I mean, it can be it could be something random that we said that touched somebody today, or it could be a point of information. It could be that they're going to show up at one of these conferences. Um, I think that that it, it relies on the hard work um, of those that put out a message. Uh, consistently, and also those that um, that get the message out there. So thank you to uh, to, to Super Don, yeah, and 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 th and thank you, Robert. I look forward to seeing you at the conference, and uh, thanks for keeping us all grounded. I mean, you you're talking about you know other people keeping you grounded, but I'm sure, like many, like like myself, in in experiencing talking to you for the briefest amount of time, um, you are solidly grounding. So thank you for that. Well, you're my brother. Dr. Tom Brown, I really appreciate you and love you. And I can't wait to see you at the conference there, the Advanced Medicine Conference. Y'all check it out and check out his website, D-R-T-A-U Braun, B-R-A-U-N. And you'll see about the hypothesis we didn't discuss today. Uh, <laughs> dig it, dig it. It's, it's, it's mind expanding, mind opening. And I think we all have to consider these things. And I appreciate you taking the time to go into overtime in the first hour. But that's the beauty of our show now. We have the ability to long form a little bit overtime uh, when we're not on Monday, second hour, where we're tied to a time through a TV. So thank you, Tal, for being on a little extra today. I had a great time with you. Likewise. See you soon. All right. Thanks, Dr. Tal Brown and Super Don. I guess we could trigger the mm -hmm. top of the hour break a little late and come back and feel hey, we morning. It's our show. We can do whatever we want to do. That's right. It's our show. That's right. We want to say that 109 is the top of the hour. Mm -hmm. Who's going to stop us? That's it. The power to heal is yours.
Robert Scott Belcher. This hour, am I going to do the unthinkable and agree with something Anthony Fauci said? Or yeah, you should you should take me off the air right now. I, I may just do that. Uh, we got we got a story about that. What Fauci denies doing, and uh, I might have a, a, a segment of a statement of his, and I might go, well, yeah, he's sort of sort of telling the truth there, but uh, it doesn't alleviate or absolve that man of being. Uh, a, a horrible criminal uh, to humanity, to America and others. Uh, but we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, once again, thanks to Dr. Tom Brown, uh, our one uh, great conversation. Uh, you know, none of that was scripted, as you can tell. Actually, every little bit. I, I, I was reading from a teleprompter. As you can say, no, I wouldn't do well reading from a teleprompter. Why can't you work for Fox News and take the place of Tucker Carlson? Because I don't do teleprompters. Uh, and even though I, I think... Uh, Tucker Carlson, even though they had a teleprompter, I think he was involved in the writing and the stories that he delivered. Um, there's, a, again, a lot of things that can explain why he's no longer on Fox uh, News. And we'll we'll talk about one of those big things uh, today as well in this hour uh, coming up. But I want to say thank you to our uh, friends at Nutritional Frontiers providing an RSB 15, 15% off discount, all of their items, including on-sale items each month. They have 15%, sometimes even bigger sales than that. And thanks to Jamie Dorley, you get the double dip using the code RSB15. Even if it's already on sale, you go to nutritionalfrontiers.com or cbdnf.com to get their certified organic U.S.-grown hemp CBD products. But the Allergy and Gut Health Solutions this month, April of 2023, including, uh, well, what you see here, uh, great products, IgG, GI Complete, Candekill. I'm just looking at a few of them that are on sale right now. And you got options really great options and really great discounts. So thanks to them. Also less than a week away for the next classes starting up at Trinity School of Natural Health from lectures on demand that you can just order and watch forever or uh, more intense programs beginning with the uh, health coaching programs all the way up to certified natural health, CNHP and CHHP, traditional naturopath. Fantastic options that you have at trinityschool.org, including the upcoming Health Freedom Expo, which will be in October, mid-October 14th and 15th. And you can see on screen, if you want scanning, uh, you get a pre-registration price of 25 bucks for the whole weekend. That is an incredible deal to go for two days. Tinley Park Convention Center outside of Chicago, far enough outside that we get we go there each year. TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. You can scan the code. If you'd like to exhibit there, uh, please uh, reach out to them as well. Also, thanks yesterday. We had a great conversation with our friend Bobri and a, a new fr physician friend who uh, I, uh, super Don, I was just like, couldn't believe it. How much I forget now. Is it a pro is it because I'm getting old or is it because I'm going to so many conferences and introducing so many people that at what, the what did you forget? You forget that you had met her or something yeah, or? that I had met yeah, her and introduced yeah. her at the, and it's like, Red I, it's Pill Expo or something like that. Yeah. Wasn't it? yeah. It's embarrassing. And I'm trying Dude, to give come on, can, can, can catch yourself a little bit of slack. I mean, you go to so I'm many trying. conferences and stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to explain myself away and go, uh, it's okay. You know, but I, I really care about these people. And I'm like, I'm overwhelmed at these events. Now, the other thing that I do, and you'll see this at the uh, Tennessee event is I have my broadcast equipment with me. And, you know, thank you to all of you that support us through the Patreon uh, uh, support system, as well as some of you made, and you know who you are, made specific donations to allow us to get this, you know, advanced Roadcaster Pro board that allowed me to do even more better work when I'm on the road. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm there, I'm set up, I'm trying to do interviews in between speaking gigs and interviewing people. And and, and, and now in this weekend, it's going to be the MC role. So, uh, but it looks like there shouldn't be a problem for me going live tomorrow and Friday. 
Saturday, Sunday will be very busy. I might be limited in, in my ability to do a lot of interviews outside of that. I don't know, but I'll be set up just in case with my friends at Sovereign Silver and Energent 23 and Sovereign Copper. And we'll have silver shots and copper shots. Cardio Miracle will be there. Lots of single pack stuff you can try. You can uh, be drinking to your heart's content. No pun intended there. A lot of Cardio Miracle. And yesterday, uh, I did a webinar with uh, Dr. John Witcher, who's a uh, physician, integrative physician for many years in Mississippi, rural Mississippi. And we talked about cardiovascular concerns and diabetes and other concerns of uh, socioeconomically challenged folks, minorities in, in that state. And, uh, you know, if he was governor, I was saying maybe they can put Cardio Miracle on tap in every hospital. It might, it might piss off Pfizer, though. I, I just Do they have things on tap at hospitals? They probably have like aspartame contained yogurt on tap yeah, at hospitals, but yeah. nothing really good for you. Uh, so if you guys want to, I don't know if, if you were able to access that yet or the replay of it. Um, I'll send an email out with the okay. link to the replay. So okay. Get it from Elizabeth. That would be great. Yep. Uh, Steve has a great comment. I'm putting it up on the board here right now. For those of you watching, we were talking with Dr. Braun about a lot of things, including humor. And he says, there are still a lot of people who have not become aware of the cult-like irony of the COVID scandemic. It would be helpful to open minds if a super funny COVID pandemic horror movie parody was created to make the point. Yes. Mm. Humor and creativity. Great. Actually, that's a really good idea. It is pointing it out through absurdity. You know, the court jester in, in the King's, you know, court could the only one that could get away with making fun of the King through humor. And, you know, I try and we do try to find funny things we can relate or things we can see in things that aren't funny to find the funny in them. And although that's part of the reason I think why there's so much cancel culture in, in, in comedians, because the comedians have been the court gestures to point out the absurdities, the atrocities. And in fact, when pointing them out could result in your own demise or death, but humor was a way, you know, whether it be the George Carlin's of the world or others, uh, they could point the out Dave Chappelle's, Dave Chappelle's of the world. Of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, did you see the LGBTQ go, going? For I had seen one? that before. I just forgotten about it. But Wasn't yeah, that hilarious? I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and what is it? The G's don't like the B's. That's what it was. <laughs> Nobody knows what to do with the T's, right? Like, uh, it was just hilarious. You, you guys, if you can handle it, not be offended too easily. Dave Chappelle is a, is a national treasure. Absolutely. Uh, briefly, last hour, we didn't get to, to cover this, but in Georgia, a mother of seven was denied a kidney transplant for refusing the COVID-19 shot. That's still happening? Really? A 41-year-old mother, Georgia mother of, of seven young children, has been rejected as a candidate for kidney transplant by, guess what, Emory. Emory University, Emory Healthcare, even though she's on dialysis and potentially facing death. Still, I, I don't understand why this is still a thing. I mean, in, in hospital settings, I believe they have dropped the mask requirement now, mm -hmm. finally. I yeah. mean, it was like the, you know, the, the last place, I think. Uh, but apparently still... They will uh, deny you a life-saving yeah. transplant if you don't get a COVID vaccine. It's like, mm -hmm. what, why? What, what, I don't understand. What is, what is the benefit to a, a hemodialysis kidney failure patient? Not, there is no benefit, none whatsoever. So how is this possible that this is still happening? Well, I don't know if Emory Healthcare is the same thing as Emory University. They're probably a separate corporation. But still, uh, if, if you believe in compassion, Emory, uh, this is absolutely absurd and ludicrous. Now, this it doesn't go into the question of what happened to her kidneys in her lifetime. What did she do, right? I'm not saying that, hey, you were responsible, so we don't help you. But it's kind of like that. 
you know, arguing that we're not going to give you a, a, a new kidney or a used kidney because you won't get the jab. It's like, well, why didn't you say that about smokers, you know, giving them new organs because they smoke. They're the ones that participate in their own demise. They, they don't do that with that. But with the COVID jab still really. And she has religious beliefs about it and also a good, a good medical reasons not to get it. And yet Emory Healthcare says, no, no, you have to get it. So ask the question of who, who's getting paid what here? How much money is at stake, you know, if they don't uh, force her to get the jab in order to get the kidney, for instance? I don't know. But in, in there, I'm seeing a picture in this thing. The Atlanta Hawks uh, are probably sponsors of Emory Healthcare or vice versa. They're sponsors of the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks, somebody should be up in arms with the Hawks. I mean, think about this woman. Let's see. Do we have a picture of this woman or anything? We don't. I don't know who this is. But they should have her picture posted at the Atlanta Hawks games. And by the way, Yesterday was the most exciting Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics game. Super D you like basketball. Was it? Oh my gosh. The, the Hawks are down three to one uh, against the Boston Celtics. The number two team in the three East. three to one. Well, three to one in the, in three games to one. Oh, in, you mean, uh, the, oh, in the playoffs. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I was like, that's and not so a very they, exciting game. What are you talking No, they about? go up to Boston and it's obviously there's no way they're going to win. They are losing by 10 points during the game frequently, just mm-hmm. hanging in there. And in the final like few minutes of the game, Trey Young, you know Trey Young, he's just so much fun to watch. This little guy, point guard, starts firing up half, almost half court shots, three really? pointers, and he won it with seconds left with a shot like that, midway between wow. the you know the three point and the half. So and you got to watch them in, kept them in the they get the playoffs. and they won. So they're down three two. They go back to Atlanta, and I know this is not important in the big scheme of things of the important stuff we say, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, look, we got to find enjoyment in life too. And, and, and athletics is, is an area where I really, really appreciate excellence. And, and I can, I can enjoy that. And you guys can criticize me all you want or super D all you want, but we got to find those places and spaces to make a balance in life too. Okay. Yeah. But I'm just pointing out as it relates to the, uh, Emory healthcare and the Hawks sponsorship or vice versa, they should, if they're compassionate for a 41-year-old mother of seven in Georgia, not being allowed to get a transplant based on not getting the jab. And this goes back to uh, the athletes and the, uh, um, we had Ken Rutgers on, right? We had uh, Ken Ma- Kenny Maurer. We had John Stockton. I mean, these, these folks should be up in arms. This should be a big press release on their part because the Hawks are being sponsored by Emory Healthcare. You follow me? Utilizing the power of sports and yep. PR. I'm just, you know, just occurring to Unfortunately, me. Unfortunately, as we know, the NBA uh, is makes a uh, lot of money from, you know, well, what? yeah. I mean, we had uh, we had Ken Maurer on just yeah. not that long ago talking about what was going on in the NBA. So I don't expect they would be sympathetic to the situation. Yeah, but that's the, the loss of human compassion because of the corporate structure in this case, the artificial creation of the state and the fear of the players or the players' association or who knows to step up and stand up and do the right thing here. So, all right, let's go to the Anthony Fauci story. And I, I teased that I might have to agree with something he says in this article, which is very. Yeah, I was kind of curious. You and I didn't get a chance to talk about this no. today. So I was kind of curious what your reaction it's to this Very was. uncomfortable, what I have yeah. to say here. All right. So the headline from Reason Anthony Fauci says, don't blame him for COVID lockdowns and school closures. Fauci says public officials should have listened to other <laughs> advisors and made better decisions. Oh, so now is this what you're going to agree with? Well, that isn't the exact statement, but yeah, I mean, to some degree it's like, well, yeah, duh, that's true. It's also incredibly frustrating. Uh, Don't blame me. Yeah. So I'm going to go through this article. There's a few things to to point out. 
if you're looking for someone to blame for the infamous 15 days to slow the spread that turned into more than a year of shuttered schools, closed businesses, and fraying social connections, Anthony Fauci says, don't look at him. And he says this, show me this, show me a school that I shut down and show me a factory that I shut down. Okay. He, he says, never, I never did. Okay. That is factually true. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, this is good. He, he, you know what? He literally, he did not, I don't ever remember yeah. seeing any news reports of Anthony Fauci getting in his car yeah. and driving to a school and getting out of the car and going into the office and saying, hand me the keys, please. And then him locking the doors. That's true. Yeah. He didn't do that. So in the article, uh, the, you know, they, they say, yeah, in, in a certain way, Fauci is correct about all this. He never called for the closure of specific schools, nor did he stand at the podium in the White House briefing room and announce which businesses could stay open and which must close. Uh, that wasn't his job. No, but you wouldn't have done that anyway. But it was, it was kind of like, well, I think there's an example maybe in here or, or it was mentioned last hour. I just have this. I read this earlier in the midst of chaos today. Going, There's so much going on. Yeah. Uh, if somebody if you're driving with somebody and in the passenger seat, they say the best way to get where we're going in a hurry. Take a left. Take a left here. Yes. And you that, take a left, okay? I, I love that quote yeah. in here. It's yeah. it's exactly. OK, that. so it was in the article. So you take the left. You end up miles off course. You're not going the right way. And then you get mad at your friend for telling you to go the wrong way. And the friend says, well, yeah, you didn't have to turn left, you know? And, and so it's like, yes, plausibly, I didn't have to turn left, but I relied upon you. Okay, that's my fault. I effed up. I trusted you. I thought you knew what you were saying and doing. Here's uh, so, the quote. I want to read this piece because okay. it is good. It okay, says go here in the quote, it says, uh, it's like having a friend in the backseat of your car who insists that turning left is the quickest way to get to the restaurant. But a half hour later, when you're lost and running late, he insists that it really is your fault for not making the turn because you were the one driving the car. He's right, but you're still going to be mad at him. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's just like, you know, I, you know, it'd be a good idea to do this. It'd probably be a good idea to do this. And then when they did it, yeah. oh, I didn't make them do it. I didn't make you do it. Yeah. You didn't have you to. to do you it. should listen to other. So here's the point. He's actually giving good advice here for the future. Whether we'll take him up on it, I don't know. But that's a point I'm trying to make when you are connected to your source of power, strength, healing, knowledge, love, all of that, your divinity, to be guided despite the doctor, right? The authority, the authoritarian speaking to your ear or yelling at you to do something. And you go, no, I'm not getting that message. That's not the right way to go. That's the point with Dr. Tal Brown. We were talking about strengthening your spiritual muscle. Your communication, your ability to listen to the divine messages, the guidance, inner guidance, manifesting and overwhelming outer guidance coming from a false authority. And so what Fauci is doing is serving the role of the devil here, if you will, Beelzebub, the, the dark force, the uh, prince of darkness or the lords of karma or what, what, what we say, the Cal Naranjan, depending on what you call it, that if God the is prince of control, darkness, prince of darkness, yes you, th yes, you throw all of those things and you can hate them all you want, but he's serving a role. And yes, he has to pay for the role when it, and it causes harm to others, but through deception and manipulation, it's, it's still our choice. Now, somebody might say, well, they were victimized because they didn't have the knowledge base to counteract Fauci. But I'm trying to remind you that you have the direct link to the source of all wisdom, God, creator, healer, you know, whatever you call it divine source that it doesn't take a degree in intelligence. In fact, many people without those degrees were smarter than Fauci. Remember there was a, 
the uh, sequence of events that we saw who was most reluctant to take the shots. It was on one level, the lowest scale of what they call education, those high school dropouts, maybe high school graduates, and then going up the scale, the PhDs, both of them on either side of the scale had the ability to go, no, interestingly enough, perhaps for different reasons. But I look at this story, this article, and it's like, it pains me to say Fauci's telling you the truth here. He didn't shut it down. He didn't shut you down. Sure, he made all of the noise and the recommendations and the authoritarian, you know, I'm the doctor, I am science. But at the same time, you didn't have to do it. Oh, but Robert, I did. I was forced to do it. If I didn't do it, then fill in the blanks. And I'm very compassionate about that. I am. Am I, am I not? I mean, so I get it. You would lose your job. You would lose your this and on and on. The question is, when it comes to risking life and death, if you lose your job, but you're, you're still alive versus losing your life, but you had your job or you're still alive, but now you can't go to work because you're so injured. And there are people, many people, Super Don, in that situation that wanted to keep their job and now can't even work at that job because of the injuries incurred by the COVID jabs. Now, watch the documentary film that I worked on with my friends at Health Independence Alliance. What is it called? Uh, Safeandeffective.org. Uh, Utah Safe and Effective. Org. Go to utahsafeandeffective.org. It's free for everybody to watch. It's very well referenced. Anybody can watch it. It's not Republican or Democrat, although both Democrats and Republicans, you see that they were all on the same page for the most part, uh, but it's not designed to be a political documentary. And I would urge you to look at it, review it, share it so that you don't fall down the same trap of believing the authoritarians or the authorities, whether they be in medicine, media, government, church, et cetera. There were plenty of conflicts of interest all the way around and no clean hands here. So Superdy, what do you, what do you make of my assessment here that Fauci is telling the truth? It's, it's painful, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, technically he is. So it's like, you can't, you he's can't still an ass at the same time. It's like, it's not like we were all like, uh, smoking weed or something when this was all going on in the last three years, we heard the things that were sad. Okay, now, so technically, he didn't go and shut the school, mm -hmm. but he advised through various interviews and things that were said on TV mm -hmm. that these things happen. Yeah, I love Steve's comment here. Again, he's taking it. He's not letting uh, Fauci off the hook, and I'm not either. I'm just telling you the lesson that we could take from this. Uh, Steve says, Fauci saying he didn't shut down schools and businesses is the same as him pushing someone in front of a moving bus and then saying he didn't run the person over. Yeah, although maybe maybe to to be make it more accurate, instead of pushing somebody in front of the bus, he said, "Hey, you should take a step off the curb here right, right. now." But doing it in such a way that they were so frightened not to. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I am not yeah. absolving Fauci of guilt in saying what I'm saying. I'm just trying to make a larger, even maybe a spirit, dare I say, spiritual point that there are people in our lives like Fauci that are designed to test us. Test us whether we have a faith in the divine and communication from the divine versus a faith in the mental construct, the ego, the uh, accolades, because I've gone through academia and I have the degrees that say, I can tell you what to do and you must do it. And if you don't, and then you believe them. And that's my point about atheistic doctors and scientists, uh, not that they haven't learned a lot in terms of academia. But what if that moment comes in the midst of something they've been trained to do, that there's a voice from, from heaven, spirit, God, whatever, that says, in this case, if you do that, it will kill them. 
because there are cases where you are trained to do one thing, but there's a unique case, an anomaly that occurs. It's like, if you do what you're trained to do that, and how do you know to do it? Cause you're just a robot. You're doing what you're told until, and unless you have a spiritual connection and you practice that presence of the spirit every day through prayerful, contemplative, meditative, whatever you call spiritual exercise. So that at that moment, you're used to listening to the voice that guides you to do the right thing, even in the midst of your training, normally being the right thing. In this case, it would be the deadly wrong thing to do. In the case of Fauci, perhaps he was filling a role of the dark Lord to deceive us and to test us. And that we have the free will to say, no, I am not going along with you just because you claim to be science. Fauci, you know? So I just throw that out there for your consideration. Super D, I don't know if that makes any sense at all, uh, but this is not to get Fauci off the hook. Just a different perspective on what we might learn from this. Yeah, he's far from being off the hook, I think, no, at this no. point. <laughs> he's not off the hook. He's, he's, still, uh, he's still in the limelight enough people aren't going to forget. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. All right, what other upcoming events do we have here? i got to remember all of them. There's so much. And like I said, I'm heading out uh, after the show. Well, there is a new Tennessee. one. We have a new one? Oh, look at this. What is this? Another event added to the Robert Scott Bell Tour 2023? Look at this. Yeah. Real Solutions for Healthy Living, Naturally Inspired Health Summit, June 24th, a one-day event in Loveland, Loveland, Colorado. I think I was in Loveland, Colorado for one of the was it the NOCO Hemp Expo that we had in Loveland one year? Yeah, might, might I think that might have been. Sounds familiar. But I remember finding a good farm-to-table restaurant there. I hope it's still there. Uh, but it looks like uh, oh, doors open at 9 a.m. on the 24th. It looks like that'll be a Saturday, I believe. Uh, the uh, 5280 Arena Circle, Loveland, Colorado. Go to naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. Naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. If you're in the uh, Colorado region, and you want to come see me and a whole lot of other people. Can you click on that link and show, do we already know who's going to be there? I think there were yes. some folks I want to see. So, yeah. Oh, there, oh Dr. Ben Tapper. And he's, he's planning to be with us at the uh, RSB Family Union. Dr. Peter McCullough. Let's see. Dr. Henry Ely. Great. You know, and there's some new faces there. Ah, oh, look. look they got face. you on there now. You know, just like Dr. Tal Braun in his picture, I need to change my picture. That was taken at least 10 years ago. I'm a lot more gray than I am. I don't think I'm that bad off in terms of aging, but the grayness, the hair gray, that's a little thing. It's a good picture. Although it's funny. Let's see. Let's see. We're looking now. See, Look at that. Yeah. It has kind of grayed since then, hasn't it? So, uh, but if you see the wrinkles, how are my wrinkles doing? Good. (laughs) Better than mine. I can tell you I'm doing copper, of course. I'm eating organic. Course, I'm exercising. That's what I did. I got to do a lot of exercising during COVID. For me, it was a, a real physical strength. You know, I've got, I've just, I just have wrinkles. I just do. I just, it's. They're hidden by your all, beard. All of the men in in the in the nailer uh, uh, line of uh, in the bloodline, yeah, uh, have always had the the the. I don't know what would you call it. There's another name for it. it's not real. It's like uh, w- wisdom bridges or something. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we, we always end up with the, the wrinkles and we also have what's called the nailer scowl. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where, and, and maybe nailer somebody scowl. else out there can relate. Mm-hmm. Uh, your spouse is always going, what's wrong? You're like, what do you mean? What's wrong? 
Mm-hmm. What's wrong? There's, there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Looks like something's wrong. Looks like you're resting bitch face, Super Don. Uh, but it's not bitch face. It's just <laughs> like, just, uh, well, I don't know. I don't even try. It's just, yeah. mm, you know, this is how, yeah. how it looks. It's it's a thing. So. I have resting goofy face. So there. My wife's always concerned about wrinkles. She's like, oh, no, I'm getting, I have crow's feet. I'm going to shut up. It's like when I, when I smile, my, my face is like a topographical map of the moon or something. Do you tell your wife to shut up, really? I'm thinking in, that in, in, in a loving way. Of course, yeah. I do. Understand. Dude, it's a it's a generational thing, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, we all all of us told each other to shut up. Just we shut up, yes, yeah. Yeah, we didn't yeah. mean it in a bad so, way. Kids, don't tell that to your parents, please. Don't do that. Uh, should I, I'm going to send you some copper for her if you do, she doesn't have any. Okay, I do need some copper care package yeah. coming your way, Super D. I do need some. You no, know, because we give away a lot of the silver and copper thanks to our gen, the generosity of natural immunogenics at our. Um, AMAs, monthly AMAs, which was great. If you haven't seen it, it's up there for our patron supporters to watch. Uh, those of you who attended live were, were rewarded because some of you get to win stuff. And we've gotten to send a lot of silver, silver gels and copper and stuff. What's that? That you got a little bit? So I'll get you some more, okay? Super right, cool. D, I've got a care package coming. Uh, and honey, if you're if you're listening, I know she'll make it happen, even though I'm heading out of town. She makes everything happen. She does. Again, just like you make everything happen. And uh, it, it's an amazing journey that we're on here uh, to do this. And so, so thank you for sharing the show, everybody. I hope you're enjoying it. Okay, what else we got? Yeah, I sent a newsletter out today. Dude, you did? I didn't even get to see I it. Did. I know. Oh it was gosh. rare. I, uh, I I was working with Scott Shara today, you know, yeah. helping him out with, a, with an interview. And so I had to get everything done ahead of time. And everything just fell into place super early this morning. I think I'm I sent looking. you I sent you the rundown, like, yeah, it was super early. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking in the news, public health emergency, Tucker Carlson update. Oh, so you sent out a newsletter with the heads up. You got a poll question today. Yeah, it's just one I just kind of threw together. Didn't put a lot of thought into it, but. Are you gr- growing or interested in growing a garden this year? And if anybody says no, find out where they live. I want to come I, visit. I will. I'll track them down. Change I'll them. ban them from the Robert Scott Bill right. show. <laughs> yeah. So you got a headline thing. Let's see. Who did you, did you promote anything in it? Uh, what, when, and why direct, oh, oh, it's an online webinar on exercise for women. That's cool. And then the, uh, cardio miracle. Excellent. Beautiful. Wonderfully done. Well done. Super done. That's awesome. So we'll start getting those out again here. Yeah. Yep. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, the fear and death administration has struck again, again, a moment of truth. Uh, and, and I'm getting annoyed by this. They're starting to tell the truth, <laughs> but what does it mean? Right. You're like, really? All right. The headline reads, this is a zero hedge. We found this uh, authored by Zachary Stieber via the Epoch Times. FDA vaccines don't have to prevent infection or transmission. Oh, yeah. Hmm. According to the country's top regulatory agency, this new document says, It is important to note that FDA's authorization and licensure standards for vaccines do not require demonstration of the prevention of infection or transmission. This is according to Dr. Peter Marks, top official at FDA. And, you know, the document is linked up if you think this is being made up. So what is a vaccine supposed to do then? uh, Supposed to make you feel like you're doing something to prevent. I mean, it's, it's pure what? fiction, pure pharmaceutical I fantasy. Thought that's, they, they isn't, I thought that was, well. 
See, Maybe I'm wrong. Marx was writing this as he rejected nearly all recommendations from a group of experts that advised the FDA to update the labels for the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines because they claim to produce some level of immunity when they don't. The coalition advocating for adequately labeled medicines, a group of experts had called for the FDA to make clear that COVID-19 vaccines don't prevent infection or transmission. And it's like, well, they don't have to. So why should we change the label? It doesn't matter. Folks, I'm hoping and praying that you guys and gals, and I know you do if you're here for the most part, but you've got family members and friends and others that maybe you have a sphere of influence and interact with them. Share this with them. This this is a stunning and devastating admission for those that think the FDA wouldn't approve anything unless it actually works. Well, now you find out that they don't require it to work for it to be approved. Uh, the group said there is a widespread but inaccurate notion that efficacy against infection and transmission have been established by substantial evidence and that these vaccines contribute to herd immunity, right? Biden said, remember when he said in 2020, you're not going to get COVID if you if you have these vaccinations. How come he cannot be brought up on false advertising, right? The FTC will go after anybody that, uh, that claims something without substantiation. And even if it is substantiated, if it's natural, they'll still come after you. To remedy the situation, language clarifying that phase three trials were not designed to determine and failed to provide substantial evidence of vaccine efficacy against SARS-CoV-2 transmission or death must be added to the labels, according to that coalition. <laughs> and Peter, Mark says this, in response, in responding to your petition, we are not agreeing or disagreeing with any of the statements that are selected in the petition. Rather, we are observing that the statements referenced by the petition do not demonstrate a commonly held belief that the clinical trials provided substantial evidence of efficacy against SARS-CoV-2 transmission. We are not convinced that there is any widespread misconception about this. In other words, they're saying that they think everybody knew and knows that the shots don't do what we said they did. So we don't have to change a thing. The label doesn't matter because you all already know that. Isn't that interesting? So why can't we put the claim on our selenium label? It cures and, and and they say it doesn't. And then we go, well, everybody knows that. So why do we have to change the label? We could just say it. They all know it's not true, even though it is, right? <laughs> what, a, what a hypocrisy doesn't begin to, to start to explain what happens here with the Fear and Death Administration and the fact that they are an illegitimate organization that does nothing to protect the safety or health of the people of the United States of America or around the world. They are guilty of approving things that are the third, second, or first leading cause of death, depending on how you run the numbers. This does not make me a fan of the FDA any more than I was. Not that you before. were to begin exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. Not any more than I was yesterday. <sighs> so no. you want to talk Tucker Carlson or you have a comment on that FDA piece? No, I just, no. it's just weird. Well, they don't, I mean, they don't, they don't have to. Oh, okay. Well. Well, think about all that I've said that you, you know, use your skeptic hat of going, well, da, 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 you know, like, look at this. They've admitted it. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, you got us dead to rights, but we ain't changing it because everybody knows it. Really? By their behavior, they didn't. They wouldn't have said this three years ago. No, of course not. No. Yeah. yeah. In interesting. Stunning, huh? Stunning. So the Tucker Carlson departure from Fox and the power of big pharma. Yeah. People are really still just, man, it's just being talked about left and right all over the place mm -hmm. you sent me a link to uh to a story i saw another one this morning apparently uh he 
talked. I guess he he gave a an interview to the Daily Mail. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was kind of fun to watch because he at least on the surface is acting like he doesn't care. Yeah. He's just having a great time. He's he's in his uh, he's pictures of him riding around with his wife in a golf cart at their house in Boca Raton, you know, but he was saying, Oh, it's the first time I've been able to have dinner with my wife on a weekday. And you know, how well, many and years? That's and, true. That's not false. That is yeah. true. When you give, you're given like a sudden vacation, he's on vacation. Think, yeah. I don't think he's hurting for money. I think he was paid fairly well. In fact, I, th- I think the quote was, he said that his retirement is going really well so far. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. He's 53 years old, huh? Look, according to this article, yep. uh, the Murdochs were also reportedly uncomfortable with Tucker Carlson's co- coverage of the Capitol riot, right? The J6 stuff. Uh, I think, you know, the argument uh, on one of the articles you found at, at Brownstone was showing that his his diatribe against the pharmaceutical paymasters was well, maybe a big reason that, that uh, he was let go. What I thought was interesting in this article, because, I mean, people have already speculated that. In fact, we sure. did, you know, uh, but I thought it was interesting because in this article, they actually break down. And I don't think I'd seen this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, just how in bed Fox is with the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah. And so they point out here, they said, uh, beyond my pillow, Fox News's largest advertisers include GlaxoSmithKline, Novartis and BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Vanguard is the largest institutional owner of Fox Corporation, holding 6.9% stake in the company. BlackRock owns an additional 4.7%. Yeah. Vanguard and BlackRock are the two largest owners of Pfizer. Combined, yeah. Combined, they own over 15% of the company. Wow. Vanguard and BlackRock are the two largest owners of Johnson & Johnson. Combined, they own 14% of the company. Vanguard and BlackRock are the second and third largest owners of Moderna. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just looking at this. I'm like, wow, Vanguard and BlackRock's holdings in Fox amount to less than 750 million. Their investments in Johnson, Johnson, Eli Lilly, Pfizer, and Merck amount to over 225 billion. Billion. Yeah. So yeah. So when when you know when Tucker is uh strong slamming argument. the pharmaceutical industry, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure these guys are kind of rolling their eyes and going, Okay, uh, we gotta yeah. do something about this. Yeah, because you you try to think plausibly about why you would get the number one host on your network, bringing in ratings like nobody else, number one cable uh, news show and get rid of him. Unless he's a threat, more of a threat to the inflow that you have in terms of uh, the investments you have and 225 billion investments in those those drug companies uh, versus the money that is coming in because of the ratings from other advertisers. You go, well, that pales in comparison to our investment in big pharma. If we got this guy calling into question what we do, uh, we got to get rid of them, right? Then the money makes sense, right? Even all the money coming into Fox is not enough to counteract the money they have invested in those pharmaceutical and companies. And the money they may be losing as a result of, of, of him yeah. saying what he was saying He's because, saying, exactly. gosh, over the last several years, how many times have we featured his segments that he's done, mm-hmm. uh, you know, saying things about the pharmaceutical industry that we say, that you would never in a million years think they would ever say on Fox News or any right. mainstream news channel. We, we would regularly report on that. It's like, yeah. I cannot believe he did that. He covered that. Right? Uh, now, there's some other things in that PJ Media story talking about the sale of Fox News. That that may have had some impact in trying to clean house to make it more desirable for probably a BlackRock kind of uh, uh, vanguard investment. You know, if they're going to sell it out to somebody else and they don't want anybody speaking bad of the big money. 
that they're a potential in sale of Fox News. Because yeah, I'm, you're you're right. I I did hear some things, read some things about how uh, is I guess it's what Rupert Murdoch has been talking about trying to sell Fox News, mm-hmm. and potentially uh, potentially this could be happening. But uh, the theory is that uh, that sale could have huge implications for the network, and new ownership would shake up the entire organization. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are are thinking, well, maybe it was a dumb move. Mm-hmm. on their part if you're trying to sell the network why would you get rid of your number one guy yeah but again uh if it if it harms you more than you uh are helped in other words the ratings mean squat compared to the law maybe there's a potential buyer who's going you know what i love the network but you know what uh i, yeah. I can't deal with the tucker carlson thing so yeah but you know one of the, the things that he questioned big time was would these companies and media personalities in media, in, in, you know, broadcast media, as far as news organizations sell out the people that would cause, you know, and would cause them harm. And that was like a direct a, a slap in the face of most of even conservative pundits that went along with it. And remember, as I said, uh, in the Utah safe and effective documentary, we didn't spare one party over another. We showed you equally how they were colluding or diluted either way into believing, you know, the, the COVID narrative and the, and the COVID jab lies which now FDA admits they don't work. <laughs> we we weren't actually saying they worked. Did you think we said they worked? Oh, yeah. When we pointed out that the studies didn't even address the things you said, like safety uh, for, vac- for, uh, for pregnancy. We were banned. Not you for lying that you had said uh, they're safe and effective, right? Lie upon lie upon lie. They didn't ban themselves. We got banned. Finally, uh, the delusion happening at the school, le- various school systems and levels, including private schools, is, is, is somewhat disappointing would be an understatement. The New York Post is reporting, a headline reads, zombie school rules provide COVID alarmism was always a cult. Always a cult. And it's interesting in this article, not only they reference this uh, uh, Montessori school, uh, it's called the Elizabeth Ann Clune Montessori School in Ithaca, New York. And my kids went to Montessori schools uh, from the time, let's see, they were basically little through middle school. And we pulled my daughter out once they went woke. That was it. When the teacher that replaced my, my son's teacher was going to now be a, a new teacher for my daughter, and she, t- she brought in Trump dolls and bashed Trump dolls like they were voodoo dolls on the table, uh, we were like, Oh my gosh. I mean, you can be a nice lady, but this is not what you should be doing for kids. The previous teacher was all about critical thinking. It wasn't about indoctrination. My son got a great education there, but when it went woke, we were, we were gone. And my, my daughter went to American heritage and uh, didn't get makes sense. Now could now now imagine this, imagine you got your kids going to this school. This is nuts. Yeah. Especially, Especially I could see two years ago when, when there was so much stupid, extreme craziness going on people walking around you know wrapped in bubble wrap and you know i mean it was just it was crazy what they were doing uh here now when everything has basically gone back to normal mm-hmm. this school is still living in the past and get this yeah. they enforce silence at lunchtime even outside yeah the kids are not allowed to talk outside mm-hmm. during lunchtime mm-hmm. They don't want anybody to breathe and spit. Um, and they, get this. Hold on. Yeah. I love the, 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 the analogy they're using here. They're saying like political prisoners in a Soviet gulag, mm-hmm. they have had to come up with secret hand signals 
the kids in order to communicate with each other. Isn't that amazing? What? Yeah. Who are these teachers? Who are these parents still sending their kids to this school? That's really sad, really sad. And, and yeah, there, there have to be masks even when they're outdoors. And that's still going on right now in 2023. Now there also is a counterpoint to this in the reference to the Sentner Academy, Layla Sentner, who we've interviewed here. And she's a, um, a wonderful woman and, and so, so passionate about her beliefs. And so, protective of the children that at one point she said, if you get your children or kids jabbed, and if you're a school teacher and you get jabbed, you don't come back for 30 days at least. And they kind of criticized that in this article, but I mean, they think that was an extreme thing, but is it really when you don't know what's happening post jab, there was no studies. They didn't look into this so-called uh, shedding and spreading scenario, but the Sentner Academy is more or less, if I was in Miami, I would be happy to send my kids there growing up. I would be thrilled. I would be happy to volunteer for Layla Center and the Center Academy. And they did not fall prey to that. They made it voluntary, of course, freedom, but she didn't want the teachers to get jabbed because of what the exposure might mean to children who had literal or literally no risk of death due to what was called COVID. Yeah. So uh, crazy stuff, man. It's New York. Ithaca, New York. Clune, too late for those kids who've suffered under the school's regime up there. What what kind of twisted view of the world do they have based on that fear-based uh, Montessori training? You know, Maria Montessori, I think, would roll over in her grave on that one because it's a cool system of learning, Montessori. I like it, but every Montessori school is different, and and even the same school can change over time. See, the Montessori schools have kind of a, a reputation for being, you know, the opposite of that. No, they're very, yeah, they're very awake, not woke. But I, I, like I said, depends on who you are and, and, and what your belief system is, which direction you go with COVID. COVID reveals the insecurities and the fears, as it did for many. And as we talked about with Dr. Tal Brown in, in hour one, do a stress test on yourself before the next thing happens. Find out what you're afraid of and, and confront it and overcome it or else they will use it against you. And practice the presence of God in your life every moment spirit, whatever, however you perceive it. And if you don't believe in God, then I don't know. Do you believe in intuition? You know, call it what you want. I don't care. I don't know. Even the God cares what you call it, but listen to that voice because it can navigate you in and out and through the devastating proclamations and declarations and fear mongering of an anti-Fauci or an FDA or a Biden or even a Trump when he was claims he's a victim of Fauci. You know, that's where I go. All right, Trump, you trusted the wrong people in the same way that car analogy, you trusted the wrong person telling you which way to go. Yes, you could be mad at them, but you are the one that, again, it's, it's, it's kind of a weak argument, but at the same time, I acknowledge it that you're still the one that has to make the choice to do it. Tell you what, you keep doing that crap and you're not going to be getting any rides from anybody. Exactly. Well, and that's the hope that, you know, you'll stop listening to the Fauci's of the world and start listening to your gut. Or doing some research and finding out that even the scientific intelligentsia and establishment within the peer-reviewed articles and literature was there. All the answers were there to show you what we were saying was accurate and what they were saying was not. And there you are. It's another fine show you've got me into. We've got a question of the day. Should we do that in the... Uh, yeah, we're out of time for the regular part of the show here so we'll take a break why you want to plug into the direct uh feed at robertscottbell.com or 
on Rumble, which you can now watch on your TV through the Roku app and uh, soon to be on Q Streaming. Those of you who haven't figured out about Q Streaming, check that out. Also, shout out to Bobbery and Folium Products. Go to foliumpx.com. We did a great interview yesterday, and uh, you guys want to watch that and learn about it and get on the products. foliumpx.com, RSB10, gets a 10% discount. And with that, we'll take a pause for about 60 seconds if you're watching and listening live. If not, it'll be a blip, and we'll be right back with a bonus round because the power to heal is yours. Oh, it's bonus round time. Where's Super Don? Where'd he go? Are you there? I thought alone. So were you I, lonely there for a moment? For a moment. Lonely. Uh, let's see. I have got to break down the studio, pack it up, and head out soon. So we're not gonna do a long bonus round, but I also have to Super D record uh copper training. It's just a five minute little mini training on copper for my friends in Canada. They've replaced mm-hmm. that. And so I'm not going to break down immediately, but after we get off the air here, uh, I'll, 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 I'm not going to run away. I'll, I'll go out and come back in the recording studio and record okay. that, and then you can send it to whomever. All right. That done. Uh, we got the question of the day. Any other qu- questions or comments coming in through the uh, chat room? Steve's been active there. Steve he has. Yeah. Instead of talking during lunch, the kids could sing or make. No, that would still be. Hmm. Yeah, that's or the or utilize yeah, sign language, the the single finger salute. They could learn that's, that. Yeah, I don't know what grade school this or what grade yeah. what uh, grades these were, but yeah, I'm sure even elementary school kids know what that means. Hmm. All right, RSB Family Union, July 14th through 16th, Maho Summer Splash for the health food stores. That's a industry only event, but Columbus, Ohio, July 21st through 23rd. Las Vegas Biomed Expo, September 14th through 17th. Uh, the Health Freedom Expo, October 14th through 15th. We'll be adding even more, as Super Don mentioned. We just added a June 24th event in Loveland, Colorado. That's, I don't know, about 30 to 45 minutes north, I'm guessing, of, of Denver. Uh, is it, it might be an hour north. Anyway, uh, we'll be at that event. Uh, the We the Patriots USA event is going to be great. Look at the lineup, man. James O'Keefe, Jenna Ellis, Peter McCullough, Ryan Cole, Steve Deese. I mean, I'm there. James Lyons-Weiler, Brian Hooker, Connor Boyack uh, from the Tuttle Twins is going to be there. Boise, Idaho, June 2nd and 3rd, Friday, Saturday event. We the WeThePatriotsUSA.org for tickets. And I, who else? Somebody else said they were going to be there. We had on the show this week. That I'll get to see. I don't know if they're on the list here. Yeah. yeah. You can't remember all our guests, so I, I feel bad when I can't remember. I who don't remember who that was. I think that you should dedicate your life to remembering every guest. So it's uh, the same was it Ken Rickers? Yeah, I think it was Ken said he's going to be there. I think that's really good, Super D. I, I, did, I couldn't remember who said that. I think it's Ken. Uh, but I'm teasing you because, you know, as I was feeling bad about not remembering everybody I've introduced, it's it's sort of the, the the organized chaos of being at these events, and it's not like I just all I do when I'm there is, for instance, as an MC, is just MC. I'm also often lec- teaching, lecturing. I'm also often talking with folks, answering questions. I'm also often often uh, interviewing people and broadcasting live. It's crazy. I should I should I mean, what am I thinking? What was I thinking to do this stuff? You need a. You need a roadie. I'm bonkers, man, yeah. on that regard. So, yes, 
That's why I said, come out to the Boise event. That's as close as I'll be to you in a while. That's like, what, seven or eight hours from you? Yeah, it's about eight hours probably. Yeah. It's pretty long. Anyway, drop the hint. Because don't you have family just across the border in Idaho? My son is, yeah, he's in Ontario, but. How far is Ontario? They go there like once a month. Huh? How far is Ontario from Boise? It's like an hour. Seriously, you're that maybe time that time that weekend. Maybe I don't know. It's a coordinated thing. It's not just me. Sure, but again, going, we're, we're but... right now in April. It's May and June. I'm just dropping the the hint. When is it? it? It's Saturday, June 24th. Yeah, so I know we're going today. like May 19th. So it'd be a month after that. Uh, month, so yeah, maybe. I'll All see. Right, I'll just see. Just dropping the seat. If you're only an hour away and you're going to be there anyway, that could be interesting. It could be an, an RSB reunion with super D <laughs> I know I'm asking a lot. I am we'll so uh, let's listen. If it, if, it, if it comes, if the universe puts it together, it'll happen. Yeah. I'm so needy, but should I talk to your wife about this? No, no. Okay. You'll, re you'll remember. I'll take care of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. The question of the day that came in. Is that possible? We should do it. Should we make it official? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right, Tony has a question about stevia in Cardio Miracle. And, you know, this is funny because the big concern was erythritol. Mm -hmm. Even though it was a minor, minor, minor amount, not consequential, I recognize there's some ultra sensitivities in some people. And so they, they were well ahead of the curve in that regard. They were moving on, on modifying the formula to now go with organic stevia and monk fruit to sweeten it, to kind of cover the taste of some of the things in there that aren't so tasty. Uh, and I love the formula. The new formula is great. But Tony read that stevia can cause or will cause infertility. Is that true? Because I want my daughter to take Cardio Miracle, but she's having a hard time getting pregnant. <laughs> uh, Tony, so here's the deal. I, I, I looked into this here. And much like the erythritol study, mm -hmm. the study that they did that showed that uh, they were feeding stevia to hamsters, and they fed them about 10% of their body weight per day. Wow. So let's say you take a 120-pound person and you wanted to replicate that study with that 120-pound person, you would have to uh, prepare them mm -hmm. to eat 12 pounds of stevia per day. Yeah. <laughs> nobody eats 12 pounds of stevia per day. In fact, nobody probably eats 12 ounces of stevia per day. Yeah, it's uh, a fraction of an ounce, and it's a fraction of an ounce that you would ever. Use. Yeah, and you it know, and cool. I, I think it's, I think it's so irresponsible for these studies to do this. Mm -hmm. And and the only thing I can conclude is that the reason why they do this is because they're trying to affect an outcome. Yeah, market share has been moving away from why, artificial sweeteners. Why would you know? It's like I, I'd be willing to bet that there's a lot of examples we could come up with of stuff that people eat every day mm -hmm. uh, that if you managed to, to do a hundred times that, that it would cause a problem physically for, for mm -hmm. someone. If they, you know, when you, you consume it, you know, huge amounts mm -hmm. of something and nobody's, nobody's is, is intended to consume those, those type of amounts. So in a lot of these studies where they go, look, look, it caused cancer. And when you dig in and you look at the, the actual details of the study, yeah. They are feeding these rats amounts that are just nobody in, in their right mind. Yeah, would ever do that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so I would say, Tony, you have nothing to worry about. 
No, I've been utilizing it. My wife's been utilizing it. We have two children. And I'm not saying we didn't have a difficult time getting pregnant because of all the medical abuse my wife went under, you know, in terms of uh, vaccines that she had and uh, mercury fillings we removed and all of that made it difficult. But I will say, Tony, if she's not already taken your daughter, hormonal change ease by Dr. Christopher's, and you can get that from uh, Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. Use the discount code RSB5. I, you know, I, I joke about getting my uh, uh, trainer pregnant, right, at the gym. Rachel, remember? Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything physical to her to get her pregnant. I'm saying that I said, you know what? You're trying, you have a husband now that she got divorced. She had already two kids from another and, uh, she, you know, her new husband wanted to be a dad too. And, you know, she was like, I don't know, man. I said, get on this. And in two months she was pregnant. So I'm not saying that every case is, you know, hundred percent successful that quickly, but it can make a difference if they're basically healthy. Otherwise. Uh, hormonal changes. Uh, Steve says, get uh, Tony's daughter on seaweed supplements or products. Yeah, minerals are everything here. Uh, Tony says, plus I saw you with Mike Adams and John and Mike said that he would see about selling Cardio Miracle in a store and then he was going to analyze it. Did he ever do that? Well, Mike wants to private label it. As far as I know, Mike Adams, he, he wants his own label on it. So I don't know that he's picked it up yet as Cardio Miracle. The margins aren't that big for him to get private label. So I know these are business decisions. But I know that Mike likes the product, whether he's analyzed it recently, he had in the past, he knows it's a clean product. And of course, uh, we've been utilizing it here for a couple of years. Super D, have you, have you stopped using it yet? <laughs> nope. No. Doctor, Dr. Uh, Witcher is taking it like throughout the day. Yeah, like I do you. the same thing. He's like you. He's like following the Super Don method of taking Cardio Miracle throughout the day. I, I pretty much do it the, the morning before I go to work out. If I'm on the road like I am going to be, we'll have access to Cardio Miracle on tap. So we'll be drinking a lot. I've been drinking a lot over the weekend. And when I'm traveling, I could use it more. Uh, but I would say no problem, Tony, uh, for the Cardio Miracle. And hopefully that's helpful to you. And it's, again, brand new formula, even better uh, without the erythritol. So, and I'm still using the erythritol in mine. It's very minimal. It doesn't, bo- it doesn't bother me. It's another I, example of what I was talking about in yeah. the study that, that made the rounds all over the place, you know, a few weeks ago. Yeah. The, the amount that they were giving to the, to the, the rats or the mice or the, whatever that was that they were testing on mm-hmm. it's way, way, way above what anybody would take Yeah, in, in normal yeah, it's, it's again, Situation. inconsequential relative to the most. Again, I recognize certain people have hypersensitivities. I don't deny that. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, look, Bolden is still using the erythritol version of it. And Bolden, I know, has a, 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 a gentle stomach. Let's just say that. He's got, got some things he's got some sensitivities about. I'm not outing him. He's talked about it. We've talked about it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, use it up and then get the new one as you can. And uh, we'll have that version of it in Tennessee. Chug a lug. Have a good time. Uh, let's see. Michael's scheduled for Friday, isn't he? He is. How's he doing, by the way? I, I don't know. I Bolden? know he, uh, he's, in the, he's in the chat room. How you doing, Bolden? You, doing up, okay? you up, up to doing uh, the interview on Friday? I saw a, a little video he did, or did Sarah do it, walking like on a sidewalk between bushes or hedges. And yeah, something. he's got right? like, a, like, a, like a nice little path there to go on. Walk. Yeah, but I didn't know what the the pre what was the point of it like in other words the point some- of it well if you remember he and he put this out on on facebook so i know yeah. it's okay to say but uh mm-hmm. he he ended up with like a ruptured lumbar disc 
Oh, so it was related to his injury. And so he's out been doing walking and stuff, I assume, you okay. know, just to I thought train. it was like something about the shrubbery that I wasn't following. <laughs> so sorry about that. I'm glad you didn't. Oh, do, do, do I take the bait? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Is he, he's, he is a knight mm -hmm. that says knee. Yes, of course. Um, so yeah, I'm, yeah, Michael, let us know, you know, yeah. Friday's on. And actually, you know, Friday, Robert, I, I'll just give you a heads up. Yes. Friday's going to be kind of an interesting show for me. Yeah. Because if you remember originally a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about how I was going to end up going out of town that weekend. I forgot already. Uh, so I wasn't going to, I was going to try and do it from, uh, where, where we were I remember going. now that you're telling me, but I forgot. Yeah, yeah. But it turns out that I'm not going to be leaving because I need to stay here because my daughter uh -huh. does not have anybody to watch the kids. Oh no. Riley and, and, uh, autumn. So yeah. She, she needs grandpa, which, yeah. But the thing is my wife is going, Oh really? She's going on her own. So is she okay with that? Is my wife okay with that? Yeah. 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 She's going uh, okay. with my daughters and, and you know, my sister and her husband, they're all going, okay. and, you know, it's going to be a big thing. Um, but so I'm going to be staying behind to help watch the grandkids, but I'm not going to have my wife to watch. Oh yeah, it's going to be chaos Autumn, in the studio. Right? Now, now Riley, yeah. I think Riley will be in school, so I'll just have Autumn. Yeah. So if Autumn happens to be taking a nap during okay. showtime, will be good. If not, I'll have a co-host in the in the studio with me. Well, and and you know, in those times, if I if I'm aware of that, it's not like I'll go and Superdon. What do you think about that? While right. you're chasing right. the little, yeah. So, so we yeah. can manage. And with Michael Bolden, we'll be okay. Yeah. So did he did he respond? Did he say? He says, who doesn't like a little shrubbery? Oh, right. Is that a yes? I'm, I'm <laughs> taking that as a yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. We got to save all this conversation for Friday, he says. Okay. So we won't talk about it anymore. All right. Me. Okay. Me. Uh, yes. Let's see. Anything else to cover before we head out? And I don't know who I'm going to see in Nashville, but I hope it's you. hope it's all y'all. So and tomorrow. Heard, yes. What are we doing? We've got Jonathan E. Moore in hour one. Yeah. And um, we don't have anybody in hour two. Okay, well, I'll see if I can maybe find one of the the nurse freedom people. Maybe Kimberly Overton. Yeah, there already. Yeah, we'll keep it keep it local. Keep it local. Yeah, I'll try to do that. And let's see. <sighs> yeah, we'll probably be. I don't know if I'll be in an event tomorrow or at the, just at the hotel, casual, like sitting on the couch in the hotel, or maybe broadcasting. Hopefully, all goes well. Uh, and then uh, I want to meet with the media team, make sure everything's going well because this is the time. Um, I'm going to be an MC as well as a speaker and everything else for it. So I want to make sure everything goes as smoothly as possible and timely and all of that. Yep. What have I gotten myself into? You're going to be okay. I'll be okay. Thank you, Super D, for the vote of confidence. Thank you to Dr. Talbron. You got to, guys, got to go back to that first hour interview. I don't know, Super D, if you could pay attention to it, but it was like nothing about what we would have talked about had we followed his website on stuff. Mm -hmm. It was a completely awesome oh, yeah. conversation. Yeah, organic conversation. It was and, and just absolutely. This is the second weird. time we've had him on the show. Yeah. The first time was exactly the same. That would happen then too? Uh, Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That, I, that I recall. I mean, what it a was great just, guy. And he's going to be at the Advanced Medicine Conference with Dr. Batar. Again, advancedmedicineconference.com. Use the code RSB to get a discount on your tickets in St. Louis, Memorial Day weekend. Hope to see you there. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks. For tuning in, guys. That'd be it till tomorrow. God willing, we'll be seeing you less than 22 hours from now. Super D, I'm going to take a quick break, change out of this to something different from my uh, copper training for Canada.
mm-hmm. then I'll come back into the recording studio and do a quick recording. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day.